You know you can't commit a crime in Gotham now without a license from Penguin, right? I am not giving the city over to Penguin. I don't care what the commissioner said. Augustus Caesar once presided over the longest period of peace and prosperity the world has ever known. It was called the Pax Romana. Perhaps one day this will be known as the Pax Penguina. Jonathan Crane isn't here anymore. I saw you die. That's so. It is Gotham. Check for a pulse next time. The whole uniform is extremely lightweight and actually bulletproof to impacts from 10 feet or more. You know, for rock climbing. Which ones make me stronger? That's dangerous stuff. It's too powerful for you. It can get in your blood, the DNA. Jim, meet my only daughter, Sophia. Just call me the Red Let. <laughs> I know. Oswald, my friend! This is Detective Harper. She just transferred over from the 3-5. Jim Gordon. Nice to meet you, Detective. Heard a lot of good things. From who? You came looking for a gangster. That's exactly what you found. When I bathed you in the Lazarus pit, I did it in the knowledge that you would become a competent ally of mine. Raish al Minister of Antiquities attached to the Consulate of Nandar Barbat. Just give me the knife and I will release the boy. I'm going to put you on ice. Again. You want the same pose or something else? No. Wait, please. Got it. Same pose. No! You'll see. Solomon Ripley. Born on Monday. And I will kill everyone you love. Just as you watched your parents die. Just as you watched me slice your friend's throat. I will slaughter your wife and children before your very eyes and there will be nothing you can do about it. Detective James Gordon. I hope you don't mind if I say I'm tickled pink to meet you. I didn't want to be anywhere near Gotham. I left, but I couldn't stay away. Because the Dutch virus, it hit the Narrows harder than anywhere else. Tell me the truth. How long have you been taking money from Penguin? See, I always shoot twice. The first one does the job every time, but the second one, well, that's just my signature. Yes, last time I saw this guy, he punched me in the face. Did you guys order time? No. Good, because I don't have any. Congratulations, Captain Gordon. It's what? Do you know what this means? Yeah. It means you owe me an apology for electrocuting me. The greatest friend I ever had turned into my worst enemy. Son, friendship. You and I, we're more than friends. We're conspirators. Harvey Bullock. You are relieved of duty. As of this moment, I'm assuming the captaincy of Gotham Central. You heal their children. You stitch up their warriors. You slay a fire-breathing monster. And you help topple the queen. This is your turn now. Your father saved my life. His friendship saved me. So these pines are people. Yep, they're people pines. Don't kill my kid! Get off of me! I saw some people. 
because Zaz is standing out front holding a rocket launcher. What's that? The antidote to the poison I had slipped in your drink about 30 minutes ago. Sleeping with Jim Gordon, the man who killed your brother, helped reclaim Gotham. You're seriously going to go to war for her? We'll run, Jim. Mark my words. Blood will run. It'll be on your head. I'm arresting you for the murder of the boy you blew up under the Crown Point Bridge. with Lee Tompkins, you pathetic loser. Shut up! We've been planning this since the day we first met. This isn't about Gotham. This is revenge. For me killing Mario. Impossible, Bruce, please. Alfred, you're fired. Now get the hell out of my house. Give me a smile. event soon to befall this city. What event? A cleansing fire that will destroy, purify, create, create you, Bruce. Because I will use it as a mighty forge, molding you into a dark night of Gotham. They finally nabbed me, Copper. 
to get tired of being wrong. Jerome is dead. Dead, dead, dead. Long live, long live, 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 to the Gotham Chronicle podcast powered by the batmanuniverse.net. Check out the Batman Universe for this and many other wonderful podcasts. My name is Janielle Ghoul and I have dispatched with my co-host because men are the root of all the greed and pain in this world. With my magical glowing hand, I uh, will no one Wait a minute. Gotham, Hugo Strange girl, we are back. <laughs> and we're alive again after dying. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and we brought a friend. <laughs> no, it's not B.D. Wong, it's... <laughs> it's Dustin, I'm here. <laughs> After being dead. <laughs> being dead for 13 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was killed with Falcone in that, like, you know, drive-by shooting in our midst. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia, how could you? <laughs> <laughs> Crystal Reed, why? <laughs> Dustin was too good for this world. <laughs> so... <laughs> So this is no man's land. That's right, Jan. I'm I'm back. I'm I'm, I'm taking it over for this but little. Now it's uh, some man's land. Yeah, <laughs> some man. Yeah, maybe no. Yeah, like the producers are like, oh no, we weren't referring to no man's land as in the comic storyline. That refers to Barbara's little like proclamation at the end. I'm I'm kidding. If they would have said that, it's uh, what, <laughs> out the window. Although, I go. <laughs> but b- before we get into this little fake recap, though, just j- just something. This like. <laughs> They mention, oh yeah, we're going to be doing the zero year next year, and people are like, oh, they're adapting the storyline. It's like they said the same thing about Long Halloween, and all it was was like all the villains like having like a mandatory brunch meeting together. Wait, I don't did think they say that they're, that they're actually... doing Long Halloween. I don't remember that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like articles like Gotham's adapting the Long Halloween. You know, like that's because at the end of every season, John Stevens goes out there and just touts the hell out of his connections to the source material, which is. I mean, like, he does it just because he knows that every comic site out there is going to report on it. And he knows that if he name drops villains and he and he throws out some 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 famous storylines and things like that or arcs that or miniseries or whatever that that has happened in the past, people are going to suck it up. and be like, oh, my God, I can't wait till Gotham comes back next season. And then it comes back and then everyone is just reminded as to why they stopped watching in the first place. He won't get away with this. That is actually a really smart way to market your show. Yeah, yeah, especially well, if it I, works. 
Yeah, well, I can't wait to see. It's it's it's, it's funny because uh, the you know I can't wait till they do this with uh, a certain Alfred show that was recently announced. <laughs> yes, I can't wait to watch it. Jeremiah is uh, in jail after shooting Selena in the in the gut last episode, and uh, and he's taunting the GCPD, saying, "Oh, actually, there's more bombs out there." And uh, Gordon's like, "No, there's not." Then all of a sudden, oh, whoops, the mayor and like. Basically, the whole city government has, like, blown up. So now they believe Jeremiah. So Smash kept to Gordon, like, smashing Roz against um, um, a wall. Uh, Jeremiah. Yelling. Yeah, yeah, telling it. Did I say Jerome? You said, no, you you said, said Roz. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, see, this is why. Uh, so so he, basically, he basically says, you son of a bitch. And he's like, yes, I am. <laughs> you son of a bitch. It's a, now bring me Bruce Wayne, you know, which... Uh, Gordon was all happy to, like, strap a bomb to Bruce Wayne's neck, like, three episodes ago. But now, no, 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 no. He's not going to make Bruce do this, but uh, the government does. So so that happens. Uh, while Gordon is, you know, wanting to solve all of this, he's uh, knocked on the head by Nygma. Or does Nygma shoot him with a dart or knock him on the head? Yeah, it's, it's like, I am the cousin of death. It's, like, it's sleep, Ed. Yep. I don't have time for this. No man's land's have Boom. <laughs> I've attached you to this 1966, you know, uh, Batman death trap, you know, uh, <laughs> because, because of, of this, like, yeah, because of this Lee love triangle. He's like, oh, come on, we resolved this last week. Don't you remember? Same girl, same girl. <laughs> <laughs> Singing that song won't help you this time, you know, like, <laughs> because Lee is too conflicted. Lee is too devoted to you. Lee is standing right behind me, isn't she? <laughs> yes, and I'm announcing that I am leaving Gotham. And when she says that, a bunch of, like, confetti and balloons drop because, like, it's the 1,000th time that Lee has proclaimed that she's leaving Gotham. <laughs> so she's like, Did she do it before? She was on the uh, train before, remember? Did so, she really say it before? Like, did she really mean it, though? She always... Well, she leaves in season two, like, off off screen, you know. Uh, I was being and, facetious. Okay. Okay. I was about to, like, list all the times. I was like... <laughs> yeah, no, that's why... Not I, needed. I get in there. <laughs> like, well, yeah, point, I'm leaving, guys. So, uh, Nygma's like, uh, I'll take that as a win. She chose me. Uh, you know, she, she doesn't care about you. So, he sets Jim 3, and he and Lee have, like, you know, when those tense, you know, goodbye, trying to get closure scenes, to which Marina McCarran breaks the fourth wall a few times, saying, I'm not the same Lee from season two, you guys gotta get over that, you don't know me anymore, you know, now, excuse me, I gotta train to catch, because Deadpool now, kiss me like you the same me. this episode airs, yeah, yeah, kiss me again, I'm much like, what are you doing, Nygma's gonna, like, kidnap him again, so, Tabitha, you know, it goes after Jeremiah, because she finds out that <laughs> because Hugo shot. Strange was fe- found off-screen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Hugo Strange. B.D. Wong is back, fellas <laughs> and ladies. <Yes. laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, um, and I guess this is where I'll plug in the B.D. Wong song. <laughs> Once we flush his body with antitoxin, we'll top him off with some fresh blood. And a quick jolt to the heart will see him good as Let's get back to science. So we can fix this man. He wants to be normal for Miss Galavad. You're the swampiest monster I've ever seen. But you can bet before I'm through. Grundy, ah. 
I'll make a butch out of you. Now I've turned him back to the man you miss. Tabitha runs over to give him a kiss. You thought you had your happy end, but sadly that's not true. Butch Penguin is going to shoot you. He took his last breath. Say goodbye to Butch Gilzing. Did you think he forgot you killed his mom? He'll make you beg for your death. Go run back to Barbara Keene. Jeremiah is setting off those bombs. No man's land. And we got stabbed in the liver. No man's land. Jeremiah made the bridges go boom. No man's land. This series has gone quite haywire. Wait till you see what happens when we resume. Look what's on the floor there. It's Ed and me. Penguin said to fix them, which gave me glee. I'm a mad scientist with two corpses and a crazy budget too. Season 5, I'm going to surprise you. No man's land, and we got stabbed in the liver. No man's land, Jeremiah made the bridges go boom. No man's land, this series has gone quite haywire. Wait till you see what happens when we resume. No man's land, and we got stabbed in the liver. No man's land, Jeremiah made the bridges go boom. No man's land, this series has gone quite haywire. Wait till you see what happens when we resume. So yes, he's like, fascinating. This man has no heartbeat. Hmm, interesting. And then at this point, my, at this point, my spidey sense was tingling because like Tabitha and Butch were doing the whole like "I'll be right back" thing. I'm like, okay, some some somebody's gonna die. Uh. So Tabitha goes after Jeremiah because she's mad about uh, him shooting Selena. Basically, everyone's like kind of coming friend. together. Yeah, because because Roz, you know, uh, says to Barbara, like Lee Tompkins, I am also leaving the city because I'm about to blow it up. Would you like to come with me? Because I guess um, I do love you now. And then she's like, OK, what the heck? We just did a whole episode about this. And he's like, yeah, but I think you still have some of that demon's head power in you. And uh, <laughs> I kind of want it back because mine's kind of not working. Uh, <laughs> sorry. But she's like, well, what about when you last Jedi me and said that like the girl in that picture was just like a junker that sh- that sold ray for beer money it's like oh no she was actually my one true love and i killed her because she wouldn't like spend eternity with me uh. so so everyone eventually comes together because uh bruce is taken to the gcpd and uh roz is able to like cut the lights free jeremiah and kidnap bruce so that they can watch the beginning of no man's land from a safe distance Alfred and Alfred and the sirens, you know, show up, and there's just this whole big battle. Am I am I leaving anyone Penguin's out in the setup? Because again, none of those. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pe- Penguin comes because uh, he shoots Joker. Why J- did Penguin Jeremiah. come? 
Well, he's, he was, was going to help. He was going to help uh, Tabitha, I think. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to remember why Penguin came yeah. to, to ensure that she. But survived. he did save. He saved her life, you. Yeah. yeah, he saved Tabitha because. Uh, yeah, Penguin. Penguin's there too. He saves Tabitha because he forgives her for killing his mom, or does yeah. he? Yeah, <laughs> and, exactly and Barbara takes fine. out the knife, and <laughs> and uh, the only knife that can kill Russ, and it's like, aha, but only Bruce Wayne can hold it. And Bruce Wayne, who I guess none of his training that he's had the last few years can stop Barbara Keene from grabbing him and like making him charge forward. He's not able to stop this from happening. They go in and stab Russ. <laughs> I am an adult! Like, <laughs> I am an adult! <laughs> yeah, basically what happened right there. <laughs> well done. She adulted him. It was too late. And then Roz says, Mr. Stark, I don't feel very good. Oh, God. And then fades away. <laughs> it's only a spoiler if you know the context. <laughs> I haven't seen but, it, but uh, I do know the context. <laughs> oh, God damn it, Josh. You're the well, worst. He, he knows the context because... Oh, he, he knows the context because of someone else. No, it's because of the memes that have been flying around all over the internet. Including yeah. this one on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Reddit, Reddit had good jokes so about that. So rude, Josh. Yeah, um, we could like, totally a, like avoid the whole thing. I did miss a few things, like Gordon committing like treason against the United States of America. Oh, who cares you know, about that? But, uh, you miss that? There was that three was like separate occasions scene. in the episode where they said, "Arrest Jim Gordon." Yeah, I was like, "Arrest Jim Gordon." Count like four or five in the series at this point. Like um gordon who's already well, drunk actually, yeah. from the shot from the shot taking game of also the military that. doesn't arrest people yeah they don't no man's land the rules are different in the army guys so like yeah, they, so they detain them. yes exactly i was like why is this is a, this is a military guy why is he saying arrest this man because he's, he's a mr well, it's, it's like wrong. every single their, their like budget for a military was very low it's every single disaster movie cliche where, like, some, like, big brass from, like, the Pentagon comes down, like, you know, like, and then someone's like, hey, I'm in charge here, and then the Pentagon guy's like, not anymore, and, like, holds out a piece of paper. Well, could you, you imagine know, like, the yeah, scene of, like... The other thing is, if Alvarez was on that set, he served in the Marines, he would have known. You would think so. <laughs> Alvarez was not in this episode. Yeah, he yeah exactly. Hold. He was in last episode, though. Well, could you imagine the scene yeah. of, like, him, like, 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 a giant take chasing Ben McKenzie, like, it's from Goldeneye or something? They couldn't, <laughs> they couldn't afford that. And Pierce Brosnan shows up, puts on his driving face. <laughs> Lucius, get me off this crazy thing. Yeah, Gordon's not in the final battle because he's, you know, like busy committing mutiny with the GCVD. And the military's like, well, uh, he does uh, go to the bridge to try and, uh, you know, get people off there. And uh, just like in the Smallville season four finale, there's like an explosion and Gordon like shielding a little girl, which was like, that was that was in season four finale of Smallville as well. And that was like, Gordon's not Kryptonian, so how did he survive that? <laughs> It's actually well. She if was you behind notice, a car. He, he ducked behind a car, and 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 you know, and both probably have the same body. He's like, "Homeless cop, how'd you survive that?" Well, when I saw the Ford Focus here, I knew that the Ford Focus <laughs> had, had the biggest explosion. <laughs> get funny from Ford Focus with as many times as you plug that. Oh, that was brilliant! <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> That was one of the things that was in my fake recap notes that I lost, but I was like, I gotta try to remember all the little jokes that I made. So, the bridges are destroyed. Jeremiah, you know, runs away like he's Goldar from Power Rangers. Uh, the army's like, we're out of here. It's it's no man's land. Um, no point shuts down Gotham City. Yeah, you know, and, and, 
Yeah, Tabitha, like, you know, returns to, to her beloved Butch, uh, and uh, he's he's cured, you know, he no longer has super strength, and, you know, and, and his skin Hugo is the right color. The best yeah, all thanks to Hugo Strange and Penguin, and as they kiss, it's like, Penguin, I'll never forget this, and he's like, yeah, I bet you won't. GCPD! Bye, you, Powell. So... Shoots, shoots Butch dead, and uh, basically, you know, like, <laughs> I don't want to sound like I hate this scene when I pithily recap it. It was actually pretty awesome. But, yeah, he says, yeah, you, you killed my mom. Did you think I forgot about that? Like, did you really think that, like, I was just going to get over this, so I wanted to take away someone that you love because I believe in an eye for an eye? And, uh, you know, has Tabitha beat up and sends her back to the siren's lair where uh, uh, Barbara finds this out. Yeah. Well, he shot her. He didn't just beat her up. He had her shot. He shot uh, her. Like like no, she was trying right? to attack him, so she sh- he shot her in the leg, so he c- she couldn't get to yeah. him. Yeah. Then had her carried out. Yeah. That's the only reason he shot her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Barbara's like, what? Penguin killed Butch? This is the last straw. All men suck. Didn't you try and kill Butch last season? Okay, but like, Roz blew up Gotham's bridges. Didn't Roz come in the power because you were his eyes and ears in the city at the beginning of the season? Okay, fair point. But Jeremiah shot Selena. If you care about Selena, why haven't you visited her in the hospital yet? <laughs> okay, but think of all the children that have been put in danger. Didn't you kidnap a mute orphan six months ago and hold him for ransom? Okay, yeah. but the point is, I am in power now with my magic hand. Wasn't that power given to you by a man? So, uh, <laughs> so they decide that uh, you know uh, the. The She-Ra man's hater. What would be the equivalent of the He-Man Wooden Haters Club? Like the She-Ra like man haters club. Did they, did they, they uh, the, the sisters of the shadows or something? They, they call them like the sisters of the shadows or something, or the League. I, I, I've just been calling. I don't them know. The it's just terrible, and I don't want to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say like some stuff happened with Barbara, and then I can bleach my brain mm-hmm. and possibly stab out my eyes and ears. I'm and so I'll glad you hate this as much as I do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's Alfred, so bad. Yeah. Alfred and Selena are leaving the city. Uh, Selena is still unconscious, and uh, she may never walk again. But I mean, I'm sure she'll be fine. Karen B. Cadova is a dancer. You know, she's got. <laughs> they're they're uh, going to waste that talent. She'll just dance the wound away. It'll be fine. Uh, you know, strange could like you know pump something in her. She's like, like war machine legs. I've, <laughs> I've given Selena the legs of a leopard. Now she is a true Catwoman of a leopard. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's like that episode of TAS when she turned into a cheetah. Strange, you'll never get away with this. Oh yeah, Tiger, Tiger. I love that. So, Alfred's like, Master B, you know, we gotta get out of here. He's like, no, I have to find Jeremiah. All right, Master B. All right, Master B, I'll I'll, I'll go, but but I'll but but I'll be back and I'll find you. So I guess I'll be on my own for a while. That that, that might be interesting. I don't think it would be that interesting, Alfred. I don't know. People would. People would find my adventures without you interesting. People would watch a show about it. No, no, nobody will watch a show about it, Alfred. <laughs> nobody at all. Nope. I they, would they watch might. 50 shows about Alfred Pennyworth. I love Alfred Pennyworth. <laughs> then you could cover that episode for the, <laughs> the, for the, the show for the website. <laughs> I will so cover that episode. <laughs> so he's uh, well, I meant that show, yeah. that You know about the Alfred show, right? Tell me that you know that that's a thing. Yes. Okay. The 1960s. Without Sean Pertwee, but yeah, you know, yeah. starring Reggie and Alfred. But it will have Thomas Wayne in it, so that's. Oh boy, my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that they'll find a way to ruin him. 
So we see the villains taking over their territories. Firefly makes a ring of fire. Mr. Free, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Freeze did something. Scarecrow cuts a guy's head off. Hugo, oh, <laughs> actually, before I get to Hugo Strange, well, <laughs> I guess I got to talk about uh, Lee and Nigma break off. Yeah, I guess you got to do that. Well. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. So so much plot, you know. She's like, I'm sorry, Nigma, but you are always going to kill me one day. And he says, No, ah, as he lunges a knife into her gut. <laughs> And then she lunges and well, actually, but she had stabbed him first. And then, like, as they're bleeding out on the floor, it's, are you as turned on as I am, more? And they kiss to their deaths. And uh, Hugo Strange is later seen with their bodies, like, hmm, now, what are some interesting things I could do here? Uh, we see, oh we God, see, that scene was everything, we see Man Bat looking like a monster from Big Bad Beetle Borgs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Deep cut. Yeah. <laughs> Sing the theme song, Josh. No, Say what? No, no, no. Oh. No. Inside a haunted mansion. And for all you people who wanted Stella and Ben in the season finale, well, there you go. Stella and Ben are murdering a bunch of people wearing dolls masks. That uh, sounds like that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> typical, typical them, you know. So uh, actually, that's supposed to be mother and orphan, and no, that's not Cassandra Kane. It's obviously not Cassandra Kane. Websites, stop saying that that little boy is Cassandra Kane. <laughs> well, I think uh, the problem is that nobody saw the episode who was actually reporting in that stupid story. Freaking creeps! <laughs> oh man, <laughs> everyone knows that Cassandra Kane is like a nine-year-old boy in like uh, in a British schoolboy, just like Martine. Yeah, let, 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 let me tell you a story based off of uh, the editor's perspective of TBU. So I send the news story over to our, our uh, news writer Dan, and he writes up an article, and he's going off of a couple of different articles from other sites i think the original source was comicbook.com who wrote who like interviewed him uh john stevens about what to expect in the next season now i can't remember if that i want to say that interview might have released on wednesday not thursday after the show so it might that might be why everyone was confused but literally every single news place that picked up the article that was talking about orphan mother Man bat because those were the things that were that were hinted at in that interview. Every single person was saying that Cassandra Kane was coming, and I kept thinking to myself, I don't think that one anybody who's reporting the story knows who Mother is in relation to the character of Orphan, who would know that Cassandra Kane would not make the most sense to be that. They're just going <laughs> off of Cassandra Kane is currently known as Orphan, so that's the person it must be. So that was the first problem. The second problem was. Then the worst part was, so the initial news sites reported, and then the worst part was, then you get all the, the other websites who pick up the story. But they pick up the story the day after the season finale ends, and then it's horrible because everybody is still writing about how it's Cassandra Kane, even though the show actually was, actually, the, the final scenes hinted at all these characters that John Stevens was just throwing out there and saying, hey, if we get season five, we're going to be doing this. And really, they already filmed it so he wasn't really giving anything away at all so but yeah for, it's really frustrating when when websites in general pick up news and they don't know one the actual history of the characters and they make assumptions based off of 
ridiculous notions. Yeah. I was like, Letitia well, Wright do, in like, talks to be the next Black Panther. It's like, yeah, I'd like to do it if I could. It's like, that's not a discussion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, knew, I knew two months ago that uh, that, that it wasn't going to be Cassandra Kane because, like, the there was pages of the script that had leaked. Like, mm-hmm. maybe, like, less than five minutes of the episode had, like, leaked. But, like, that was one of those. And it said, like, you know, mother and, and like, little, little... and. It, like, basically described, like, a little boy, you know, like, with an axe, you know, blah, 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 orphan. And I was like, okay, so not Cassandra Kane. And it, it was the scene exactly as it played out. The only difference is there was another scene with Lady Shiva, and they had actually cast her, too. But for whatever uh-huh. reason, that didn't wind up in the episode last night. And I remember telling For for mercy. <laughs> Yeah, well, they, they they cast like um, some sort of professional fighter or someone as her, but maybe they'll go in a different direction uh, next season. So, so yeah, we see these people carving out their territories, and then uh, uh, Gordon, you know, wants to let the people who are left behind in the city know that there's still hope and that the GCPD is still looking out for him. So he lights the the Gordon signal, signal. signal. yeah, the homeless signal, and uh, yeah. and there's. And Bruce and him talk like, remember the pilots? Remember what I told you in the pilot? That you would catch the killer of my parents? Well, they they have it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, before before that, that, you have Batman beating people up in the instance, where's the joke? Oh, I mean Bruce saying, where's Jeremiah? Oh, no, I was making ha-ha with Harley Quinn. (laughs) Yeah, you beat me to it. (laughs) If you see him, tell him I'm looking for him. You know, as Batman always does. And then he sees the, the homeless signal, and then he teleports over there instantly. While Gordon, while Ben McKenzie's wearing the classic Gordon, like, you know, homeless trench coat. Um, and then commencing, yes. Not gonna lie, yeah. I, I got, I was like, hopping up and down in my chair at the light. I was like, Aah! Oh, we'll talk about that scene, absolutely we'll talk about it. Or I will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was, that was, that was alright. So that's, we are now in no man's land. The city's abandoned. Barbara hates men. Um, you know, there's killers and Riddler and Lizzie Tompkins are f- dead. Or are they? <laughs> Butch is dead. So, uh, which there there's a there's a lot to discuss and digest here. I mean, where where do we want to begin? What do we want to do? Like, initial thoughts, and then kind of go beat by beat. I think it might be better to go beat by beat because the Let's initial thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Um, Outvoted. Let's see. Uh, uh, the, my biggest takeaway from the episode, but I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll nominate something to discuss first. Um, the death of Butch, and uh, in the segment that like Ben did, that's being plugged in. He brought up, well, can't they just like throw him in Slaughter Swamp again? You know. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah, th- I guess they could. I don't think that they will, um, because this this seemed more definitive, especially with like Drew Powell, like did some that. like good yeah did some goodbye posts on like social media. Aww. He did an interview with Variety, like it it, it was really sad. So uh, I wouldn't say it, it seemed definitive, but Drew Powell's farewell letter made it seem definitive. That in the show, that was not as bad as him getting shot in the face last season. <laughs> Yeah, but this so, one had more. Maybe, maybe it's all. It all feels like that because he thinks he's done until he gets a phone call next fall telling him to come back because they're bringing him back from the dead again. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna play Butch's twin brother. <laughs> <laughs> what if Tabs just gives his body and then drives over there and drops it in the swamp again? <laughs> yeah, it's like. I mean, it was a headshot before, you know, like, you know, the, 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 that, that's a lot harder to come back from. 
I guess he didn't oh, technically speaking, survive that. Speaking of headshots, someone made so someone made a joke like uh, briefly off time. Someone made a joke that like uh, Sophia wakes up from her coma because like the power goes out and she sees that like she's been in a coma for two months and she's like, wait, the city shut down. There's no more Jerome, and now there's a Jeremiah. There's like a man bat, and there's like <laughs> monsters running through the city. I was only asleep for two months. What the heck happened? Like, That's legit. She's like, see, if you guys had just put me in power, none of this would have happened. I'm just saying. That's what happens when, when homeless cop rules the city. With, iron <laughs> fist. With his iron fist. Yeah, I, I totally didn't... I thought that there was going to be a twist with the whole, like, you know, Penguin using Strange thing or something. But, like, uh, the theory that I was going along with was that uh, Penguin was going to turn Butch into, like, stupid Grundy again and then make Grundy kill Tabitha. And, like, basically, like, you know, this, like, poetic, like, revenge that way. So that way Butch would have to live with, like, knowing what he did. And then, like, Penguin's finally gotten rid of Tabitha. But I have not liked how at ease penguin's been with tabitha like you know whenever they've been together recently because i was like okay like she did kill your mom like aren't, aren't you still mad about that so i'm glad that he brought that up like yeah i've been biding my time because i believe in an eye for an eye so uh, so good that that was a very good good scene and it's uh <laughs> i sound excited and my favorite ship is called no yeah, yeah. We, when they looked at each other and said "I love you," and I was, I was like, "Take that, Don." Yeah, I was like, "Oh, they're just joking." Yeah, yeah, yeah Dustin. Uh, they're smiling at each other. <laughs> d- d- Dustin, earlier in the season, Don was like, "I don't think Butch and Tabitha were a couple." Oh, shut up! Though. He doesn't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> and Jan and I were like, "Okay, but but they were." She got her hand chopped off from him. It's like, yeah, but they, they always call each other baby. That's like a mobster thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, a- anyone jump in with thoughts about the death? Well, of I um, I want to say that like, I think that is this is definitely in, in competition for like the best scene in the show. Um, and to me, this is where uh, Robert. Lord, I mean, I've I've always really liked Robert Lord Taylor, even though sometimes he his the way he portrays Penguin is kind of annoying. But like honestly, I've always really liked him as one of the best actors in the show. But he he really became like the capital letters Penguin in this scene. Because it was a real kind of like cold kind of revenge in a way which felt, I don't know, because he used to do this stuff a lot in season one, but like here, there was something about this that really kind of made, okay, now he, if he feels complete, like he feels like he is the super villain, like, you know, mobster, iceberg lounge kind of character. And yes. it's weird because I, I, before this, I never thought that he had any, any other room, any more room to grow. But here, mm-hmm. I thought, okay, yeah, that's the penguin. I do want to say that while I think this is one of the best scenes of the show, this scene in itself, I don't know if I would give it like an A plus because it feels a little bit like a last second like twist just because it's the finale, and I don't know mm. if it's just like the, the focus. Because, and I'm not saying that like we need to have this like you know obviously built up uh, episode to episode, but it's weird to have a character like Butch go away in a split second, and like I don't know, it it, it, it kind of the way it was kind of shot. It felt very much like, well, let's do, let's, we're doing this for the finale kind of thing. And I'm not, I'm not saying it doesn't make sense for Penguin Dunn to, to do this or whatever, but, like, some of it kind of... Came, I feel that, like, it, the writing of it came off a little bit, um, like, last, like, you know, 11th hour, um, oh, he kills book kind of thing. That being said, I, I really did enjoy the scene, and I think that, like, it's 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 one of the two or three best scenes in the show. 
That's really confusing to me, considering that he spent all this time, he got Butch, he said he was going to make him better, and then all that stuff. And also, this is the kind of thing you do say for a finale. Oh, wait, you, know what? you don't do this in the middle of the season. It does, that, and that's what, that was another thing, too. It did kind of render the whole Butch and Penguin finding a strange subplot completely, it, it rendered a complete filler to me, because they, they find strange off-camera at the very start of the show. Uh, Butch is healed off screen. It's not really a, a large process, and then he kills him. I mean, you could say that that's, that was a plan he had, but like the dramatic heft of that plan was kind of just rushed in there. I think, for me personally, um, it's all it's all kind of like 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 instant knowledge that this is what was the thing. And I feel that like it could have been a little bit more a little bit more dramatic rather than just uh, it's the fact of the thing he's doing. I also feel like there was a just a lot going on, and I didn't really need all of that. You, you. I think one of the main problems you have with the show is like you want more of like a lot of things that they aren't putting on the screen, and there's just not enough screen time to do it because what of all the there? things that they're juggling. What is there? Because all the I, stuff that I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that you're a thousand percent wrong, but I think some of that is legitimately like like. Not great writing. In this instance, I think it might it might be a case of me wanting more than what they can give me. But like, honestly, there are times where it's like like there needs to be more information put on screen than not. Uh, for me, I had enough context clues to put it together. But also, I feel like um, Butch and Tabitha have been pushed aside as a side plot. Like you remember at the beginning, I'll see you on Monday, and then she doesn't come back for like four weeks. Oh yeah. And then like, oh hey, look, it's it's Solomon Grundy. Then he doesn't come back for like four weeks. Um, so, what is it? Uh, screen time-wise, this felt par for the course. That was another thing, too. Like, I understand that Butch has never been, like, a... He's not He's not really a... I mean, like, like aside from Solomon Grundy, Butch Gilzean's a made-up character. He's not really a major player. But when they kind of revealed that he was Solomon Grundy, even Solomon Grundy, who's... I think he's, like, a Green Lantern villain. Like, he's not a major Batman rogue. But he never even meant, like... He never even like interacted with Bruce Wayne as Solomon Grundy or whatever. It felt like, it felt like the, there was still more for him for him as Solomon Grundy to go. Uh, on top of which, ever since he got his memories back, he was really just Butch and chalk, you know, in chalk dust. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was like, why do you need to be cured? You have two hands and super strength. Like, call, call it a win. It, it didn't feel like a and major like, victory for them that that they just yeah, yeah. gave him a bath and he's fine. Like, I kind of also like, feel like if he doesn't have a heartbeat. If he doesn't have a heartbeat, his blood can't flow to places. <laughs> I see. What you're I'm saying. just. I'm just saying. Well, yes, hypothetically, saying. yes. But the, the 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 problem is with that is that if that was the whole thing, well, she won't be with me because it was more about the way he looked. I mean, it was more about the fact that. He's, I, he, I mean, he made it into this big thing about, like, she won't ever love me because I don't look the same as I used to. It's like, you know, he, he, he he's too self-conscious about the way he looks, which that doesn't say much about the relationship, but... But know. also, he was dead. Like, he was he was a zombie, and he didn't, he didn't feel like he was worthy of her because he wasn't human, is what I picked up from it. Not just because of how he looked, or because of the physical uh, aspect of where blood can and can't go. It was more because he just, he was like, I'm... Some people can't really handle being different. So in my head, I was just justifying it as like, oh, I'm a monster, and I love her, and I can tell her that I love her, but I can't be 
with her until I'm not a monster anymore. Well, that's fine, but the problem is it wasn't like she was trying to say that that was... <laughs> she was basically confirming his his issue by I thought she said that, that she was fine with how he was. I thought she said that. She was saying that and he was like ignoring it but then like I, I think what Dustin's getting is like when she sees that he's normal and says I love you like I, I thought that the timing of that like okay that it implies that your love is conditional there yes. and that like you wouldn't have been yep. with him because of that where I think she would have been happy to run off with him as Grundy and they could have made it work but yeah like Jan says he was just the blood flow thing is actually, a, is actually the best point towards getting him getting healed. I've ever heard in this podcast yet. Like that actually makes when he goes strange, he has no heartbeat. I don't think they established that before, so that makes plenty of sense. But up, up until then, it was like he just looks chalky and different. And that even if Butch himself felt bad about that, they never conveyed that to me as like a, a major thing that he couldn't just get over eventually. It, I am Some... wondering. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> Oh, he can just get over it. Um, it's there are conditions that people can't get over, and he had a physical manifestation of that condition. He looks at himself in the mirror, and whenever he looks at himself in any reflective surface, he sees that condition. No matter what anybody else tells you, it doesn't matter. It's how you feel and think about yourself. I mean, I know I'm getting deep with this, but it's just like, well, you know, it's like Shinji get in the robot. Why didn't he get in the robot? Why didn't he save the world? <laughs> Screw you. Shinji does what he wants. His dad is a dick. He but, doesn't but have to get in the robot. Shinji is a 14-year-old horny teenager. I think Grundy – and I, I think I think you're right because I guess the closest connection to this would be like albinism. But I'm, I'm sorry. Like, like, I think that makes sense. But – and I know this is my, you know, my needy information, but like genuinely – the show had a hard time conveying to me that that was a major malady that impeded him interacting with other people once he got his memories back. And if yeah, they spent more I, time I mean, on I the think, drama of that, they could have conveyed I, that. I think the big thing is it just comes down to how it was shown. It's not about whether or not it's it's you know that's exactly the way it is. It's the way the show depicted his issues. It was that it, it came across as superficial. That he had an issue with the way he was. And if it was what, you know, how you're describing it, Jan, then it, then they definitely should have done a little bit better of job of explaining that and not made it into this superficialness of my skin looks bad and I look like a zombie and that's why I can't be with her. And like turned it more into like a, if it's a psychological issue that he's having because of, you know, you know, because he feels the way he does, they didn't do a good enough job showing that. Or even he, he, should, he should have said, "I want to fix. I want to go back to the way I was for myself." That to me would have been like, okay, because he says, "I want to do this for Tabby," and she said, "I'm fine with how you are now." If he said, "I want to do this for me," that was that was all I need. I would need it because because otherwise, it just kind of when he's saying, "I need to do this to be with Tabby," and she says, "I don't mind right now." At that point, why is there a problem? Yeah, because he's not listening to her. Yeah, he's, the, he's not. The, the, the he also doesn't believe he's good enough for her until that point. If only there was somebody, you know, that he was, like, living with, that was a doctor, that has counseled people in the past, that could have helped him get over these issues. Oh, but she was too busy robbing banks and having riddle sex, but... <laughs> I mean, well, she's a doctor, not a psychologist. Remember how, like, freaking Bruce put her in her place when he's, she's like, Yeah, I'll come and talk to you. Bruce is like, Yeah, thank you, get out. And then Barbara <laughs> she, tried to she, kill her. But she has psychology training because that's why she was working at Arkham, and 
She was it's true, and and she was Barbara's like psychologist. I thought she was just like, like the physical seconds. doctor at Arkham. I didn't know she was a psychological doctor. She kept talking to people though. Yeah, they, yeah, never, they, 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 rarely, they rarely showed. They rarely showed her actually like working on patients. It was more about just like therapy sessions with them. Well, she's. I think well, she, she did talk about. And at the end of the first, first season. season, at the end of the first season, she was like both physically and like mentally mending Barbara until Barbara tried to kill her. Yeah. Well, and she even said to Barbara, you need outside counseling, not me, because this is a huge conflict of interest since I'm, you know, with your ex-fiance. And she's like, oh, no, no, it's fine. I want you. And then she just totally went on with it like she should have had her license revoked for that. Well, everyone should have their license revoked in Gotham. (laughs) Except Except for Lucius. He's awesome. Lucius is amazing. Yeah, nobody does their job properly in Gotham. It's uh, Lucius does everybody's job properly in Gotham, <laughs> and, then and Alvarez, <laughs> um, <laughs> the unsung heroes. What were we even? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He could have gotten counseling from Lee. This does make me look at the previous episodes with a different eye because now I'm wondering. Um, so I, I have two theories about um, about the whole strange thing, you know. But they basically come back to the fact that. I think that Penguin knew where Strange was the whole time, especially the the key is in that last episode when he's like, oh, well, I know where Strange is. He's like, oh, I, I just found out now, you know, like randomly yeah. now that Butch is getting impatient. I think he knew the whole time, but I think he was holding off for two reasons. Um, so one reason that I think is either A, because Grundy is super strong and like could be useful, he wanted to keep him. He's so He wanted to keep um, Grundy around basically to use him, you know, until like, well, if I'm going to kill him, I might as well like, you know, take advantage of his super strength and help myself rise to power while I still have him. The other thing that I'm wondering is before Penguin kills Butch, he says, I want you to know that I really do consider you a friend. Like, I'm wondering if Penguin actually was delaying this because he cares about Butch to a degree and he kind of, you know, wanted to put off you know, taking him out behind the shed and shooting him between the eyes. If he, you know, that's walked. kind of more of like you know, uh, you can look into it that way. But they straight up don't show you that. Yeah, and, and I think at, yeah. at a certain point, I don't think it's to, to, to defend myself. I don't. I don't think it's it's on the on the viewer to like look into things that are not being shown and kind of look in between the lines. Uh, no, it's not. But here, here's one of the concerns I have with that is if this the whole point of doing what they're doing, like the whole point of Penguin, you know, bringing Butch back and having Butch killed was to get back at Tabitha. Why didn't he just go after Barbara in an earlier season when that whole thing was going on? That's Tabitha doesn't real like Tabitha and Barbara are kind of cool now, but you know, Tabitha killed Barbara last season too. Tabitha doesn't care about Barbara the way she cares about Butch. This is the first time. Okay, so I know that me and Don and Josh have this huge argument about whether Tabitha was in love with Butch. And the point was, Tabitha didn't and then, like, there was an interview where Jessica Lucas says she doesn't know how to do love. She has only knows loyalty. So this is the first time, like, she's expressed herself in a loving manner to Butch in the only way that she knows how repeatedly but this is the first time she's actually said out loud not that Penguin knows that that she loves um, that she loves Butch it's the first time that she said it back to him 
to in front of anybody, including us, the viewer. So it was the story-wise best time to shoot him. And the, and I guess that part of it makes sense. But my my only thought on that is just because she hasn't said that she loves somebody doesn't mean that she doesn't have strong feelings for them. And I know that it's not the same with Barbara, but the weird part is like, if you just look at the stuff that Tabitha has done for Butch compared to the stuff that she's done for Barbara, it seems like she likes Barbara a heck of a lot more. I mean, other than beating the crap out of Butch to try to get him to revert back to the way he was, she hasn't really been involved with anything having to do with Butch that much this season on the other hand barbara she gets the whole you know glowing fist and then suddenly she's trying to figure out a way to get rid of it and she tries you know to fit to fix her and all of this stuff like it just feels like she's she's connected to barbara more where it to me it would have made more sense to have barbara taken off the table even at the even like maybe earlier this season or something obviously that conflicts with the whole Roz story that they were doing but that could have made barbara not as a as hateable as as what she became we'll get into that you mean like since the first season because she's been well she's been yeah she's been hateable consistently terrible it it was I think it was important for him to do it right then and there because even if he would have killed Butch while he was Grundy or something or whatever, he wanted to. I don't think he knew how to. But well, no, he. I, I think he he could have found. It. I think that he wanted Tabitha to taste that bit of happiness. That way, when he takes it away from her, it it's would just hurt like a the lot mother, more because like they, they let the mother go yeah. to hug Penguin and then yeah. they stabbed her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I watched that scene again because like I haven't seen it since like it aired and like yeah like tabitha kind of like has like a shark's grin and like there's a reveal that like there's a knife in the mom's back like whoops. Oswald, why are you crying because there's a knife in your back mom oh no i don't feel so good <laughs> someone did one of those like posts on reddit where like she's like fading away like she's uh, a character from infinity war <laughs> Oswald, why are you crying? a character we won't uh, mention which is most of them <laughs> but well lots of characters uh and in any case <laughs> Yeah. I I think that Tabitha has kind of been rebuilding her relationship with Barbara to the point where like at the beginning of the season she probably would not have cared if Barbara lived or died. Now they've kind of like made up like cuz she was even ready to cut off Barbara's hand at the beginning of the season too. But with Butch, she would Tabitha had to taste that bit of euphoria, that bit of like I have my happy ending so that Penguin could say actually you don't. So, in a way, it was effective, because that's why she has that line. All of this was just so that you could kill him in front of me? Yeah, pretty much. Which, in that regard, I'm not saying that I had an issue with it. I thought it was fine. Um, It just, it seems like Butch was probably the most connected person to Penguin. So, if anything, he's hurting himself, not as much, but just as bad because of his relationship that he's had. Yeah, it was it was it was well, a little bit of a whiplash that like Butch kind of became a prop in Penguin's scheme against Tabitha, where it felt like, like that like in terms of, like a character hierarchy, Tabitha was probably third. Now I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but that that's I was like, oh, now this is happening, and we're focusing on Tabitha's feelings of vengeance, which is fine. But it was like Butch was, um, and I, and I have no problem that Butch was killed, but it was it was like all of a sudden he was like wiped out. And it feels because this is the first episode. So it's like it, it feels that like he. I thought they were going to get like a last word, but no, he's he's just gone like 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 instantly. And that, at first, I was like, "What just happened?" And, <laughs> and it, it almost didn't feel like this. This is the kind of same kind of show. Uh, well, I just have to say, I was 
A mixture of horrified and pleasantly surprised, because usually they kill the woman for man pain. Uh, That's where I thought they were going. Yeah, you guys, everybody thought that they were going the man pain route, and they didn't. So I was like, oh, and then I was just like, oh my god, Penguin, look at you! Look at you! You Sophia this entire thing! I'm so proud of you! <laughs> He's Sophia. I, I think that yeah. it's, it's much better. I agree with you. I think it's much better that, that Pudge die and Tabitha live. I will point out, though, this this will kind of lead into the, the... Which we don't have to get into right away, but like, had Tabitha died, that would have made Barbara's motivation... Way, make make a lot more sense. Much more sense, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was very excited, and so I sincerely doubt they're going to give Tabitha more to do next season. I hope they prove me wrong, um, because this was clearly this was clearly all a subplot to help push uh, Penguin to another level and also untether him from some of his past. That's very clear. He's burned all of his bridges because he can't have Zaz be his number two anymore. He doesn't have Butch. He's like... Riddler. Well, he's, he's, he's trying to save... Him. He's trying to resurrect Riddler with the Dragon Balls. Oh, yeah. The, uh, yeah, that, that the Dragon true. Balls known as Hugo Strange. Exactly. He's the eternal Strange. dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Hugo Strange is a Dragon Ball, yeah. Because it's... Because, like, you're even saying, like, you know, by killing Butch, he's turned himself, like, him and Butch have not really been together since the beginning of Season 3. Like, they kind of, like, parted ways then. So, like, the the, the this was the storyline, was their first time coming together again, which I was like, Butch, you idiot. Like, and uh, <laughs> this always ends bad for you, and it's... I actually feel really, really bad, because I've been, like, editing, you know, like, the intro for this podcast with the recap, and when I hear, like... Butch like yelling at like Penguin like you know you know where he is this whole time I'm like oh Butch you're you're, you're being led to your doom like a lamb to a slaughter and you don't know it made like it makes me a little sad. Well, it's like when 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 Riddler tricked Bush into Bush Butch into like kind of like you know, when when Penguin was running for mayor and Riddler tricked him and he was on the run. I felt that like Butch was more of a like a character that we were kind of following his thought process. So when he died here, it was like he was like a prop and like I'm just saying. It felt strange and not bad. Not like they shouldn't have done that, strange. but like, it was like, wow, that that was. I did not expect him to be kind of like, I guess, kind of played like that in in such a undignified way. <laughs> I love how like they had like a suit ready for him too to like put on for like when tap. I know. <laughs> he, 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 there's no such thing as t-shirts in Gotham. He just like put on this entire like. T- form-fitting, tight, you know, button all the way up to the neck, like, you know, t- pull your tie-up suit with the gloves and everything. Wait, 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 wait. He was wearing a lot of tank tops as Grundy. In fairness, yeah, he, he yes. was, like, dressed like he was a 1920s paper boy when he was Grundy. <laughs> like, like, <recently. laughs> That's true. Wuxtree, Wuxtree! Wuxtree? B-sharps play on rooftop. I'll show you, Jane. In, oh, in, the, in the 1940s Batman comics, newspaper boy said Wuxtree. Yeah, yeah, like Dick Grayson, he was a newspaper boy at Lake Joints. Wow. <laughs> at the coroner's office, you know, like last year where they, where they said his real name Cyrus Gold. It's like, ah, oh, so we have Butch, a.k.a. Cyrus Gold again, really. But his birth certificate says Dick Grayson. What? No. There's my suicide <laughs> Surprise for season five. And um, then he's de-aged by Slaughter Swamp. <laughs> and joins the circus. <laughs> Why and not at this point? Places Mary and uh, John's yeah. other son. Yeah. That they um, had in season. So the, the the other deaths in this, like, I, I think I think we'll get the deaths out of the way. Uh, Who else died? You know, 
let's let's do Roz. I was like, do I want to do Roz or Liam? Nixon? All right. Let's do, do you want to do you want yeah. do you want to rile me up now? Yeah. Here we go. Let's... Here we go. Civilization is so fragile, bros. Gotham is soon to be each man for himself. A more savage place. I will destroy your world. Screams, explosions, and fire. Tell me, Bruce Wayne, now would you like to see your city die? I will make them all cry in terror and horror. When the bombs blow, the city will be shocked to find a destroyed world. It's not the city that you knew. It's gonna be alright. The Dark Knight is what I'm forging you into. A destroyed world. Gotham is now no man's land. The end of life. Wait, that's the knife that Barbara and you ran into my gut. just came back yep you know like and he's been wasted on the show because he was you know harvey dent and alan and montoya style that they signed him up as a season regular so that way like his name was in the credits for like every episode and which means he was paid for all these episodes that he wasn't in but like he was barely in the season he came at the beginning taunting bruce and the stabbing him and then like he literally just came back to like point Jeremiah in Selena's direction with the gun and like say blow up this bridge and now he's uh yeah like, like I Josh, mean, his impact was definitely throughout this season with this like League of Assassins stuff and this Barbara stuff but yeah it's like Raz al Ghul was wasted on the show now I do have to say uh before I turn it over I was to you guys, I was completely amused by like Barbara's little workaround for there. I was like, okay, that that, that is kind of funny. Like, <laughs> and I like Ross's little look to Barbara, like respect. Okay, <laughs> didn't yeah. see that coming. <laughs> I mean, seriously, come on. I mean, seriously, come on. <laughs> I mean, seriously, come on. I mean, seriously, come on. It's the second time. Well, the second time is usually it. I mean. Uh, Fish isn't back, and she died twice. Who else died twice? Galavan. Galavan died twice. Yeah, Butch is Jerome. Yeah, Yeah, second time's the charm. Second time's the charm. This really is like Dragon Ball. (laughs) (laughs) How like Gotham has a Gotham has a nightclub called I that like you can only like uh, get into if you've died twice, and that nightclub is a lot bigger than you would think it is. Second time's a charm. Josh and I had a long discussion about like the over how we overall rated this this season finale, and I gotta say that like I I, I think overall this is kind of a mixed episode. I, uh, the Rage and Barbara stuff they go a long way towards me not liking this, and I think that's legitimate if I can say so. Um, this is exactly why I did not want this character on the show. Because uh, they ruined him, and it's, it's why I don't want Shiva in this show. And I know that like he killed the mayor and he blew up the bridge and all that kind of stuff, and that that is that does have implications for the city. But why would you? First of all, this they they're committing to having him be a cipher to make Barbara 
Keen feel like an important character. Like, they, like they've decided that that is his purpose in the show, not to be a great antagonist for the city, not to be a great antagonist for Bruce, but to, like basically justify Aaron Richards still getting a paycheck in this show, which is fine if it, if it was written well. But you know, Second, yeah, se- if big if. Secondly, why would you? I don't mind you killing Rachel Ghoul off because Rachel Ghoul comes back to life. But like, why would you zombify him definitively in such a bad way? Like it was literally like like like, like just they just ran up to him and stabbed him. Of all the ways to like just to, to, to doom over, you, you take him out by was well, admittedly kind of a silly thing of her just grabbing the knife with, with Davi Mazaz's hand and then running up at like a five foot pace and he can't dodge <laughs> can that. Do nothing to stop this. <laughs> like he can't dodge. Yeah, it's 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 so. I I don't I, I I'm, I'm actually kind of at a loss for words and. Um, it, that that would before the episode ended, I was like, I can't do this anymore, <laughs> because seriously, this is what I get for like just kind of seeing where it goes and seeing how it sticks out. It's just like it's just it's just it's very very bad. Um, it's not entertain it's not entertaining. It's not well thought out. Um, it kind of wastes the potential of Alexander City because I remember like because Jen, you and I watched that, that movie that he was in where he was trying to get his he was trying to get his daughter back or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like he. He can he he can do much better than what he was given in this show. He really can. Like he's not just an actor they chose out of a head for diversity reasons. I mean, he's a really good actor. And they had him play. You also like, have to remember that he does a lot of hokey stuff too. Like he'll do just about anything. But it's like, but I feel that like, not that the characters can't be hokey. I, I explained Razor Gold can be hokey, but like, it, you know, they, you know, they run up at a very long pace and stab him. He's like, <gasps> well done. And it's just like, you just did that to Rachel Gould. <laughs> well done. <laughs> the show! I mean, like, 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 <laughs> Looks like I'm blasting off again. Yeah, it's just, just like, this isn't a movie where you just kill the villains because you're not going to get them another contract. It's like, I don't... I, I, it, it, this felt, it, it made the whole season end on a very sour... Not, not just, not, it's not even just really him dying. It's just, you know, this is him in Gotham. This is his iteration. And what did he do that really impressed us? Nothing. So that would that would that 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 and like the Barbara the final Barbara scene just made me want to just claw my face off. That's because Bar- Barbara ruins everything. So here's here's the issue I had with uh, the Rage stuff. I didn't understand why he was becoming a main character at the beginning of the season to begin with. Number one, um, mostly because I wasn't sure exactly the route they were going to go. Rage doesn't seem like like the way they used him at the end of the third season. It worked fine. I couldn't see them expanding upon that without moving Bruce more towards the training aspect. But the fact that this season started off and the 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 storyline that was told with Raish was basically he's convinced, or he, you know, Bruce Wayne is the heir. He needs to get Bruce to kill him because he wants to be done with this all. Okay, uh, not sure what the reason behind that was, and the idea of Raish wanting to die instead of wanting to live, made no not, sense to me whatsoever. Yeah, like, he, he hasn't done anything. All he kept saying is he's been alive for all this time, and that's why he wants to die. That's, the, like, the typical... It's, like, the typical I'm immortal and I don't want to be around anymore type BS. But not only that, but this insistency that he has to be killed with this specific sword instead of just being... or just, instead of just dying and not going into a Lazarus pit makes no sense considering they they introduced the Lazarus pit at the end of last season. So there was no reason as to why he needed this whole stupid knife sword thing needed to exist in the first place. 
the biggest problem I had with the whole Rache thing was he comes back to the, the, the League of Assassins, bring him back to life. Instead of sticking with the League of Assassins, whatever, he decides to kill them all or whatever and then says to Barbara, let's join together and do this. Well, no, that's not true. He didn't say he wanted to do that. He wanted to get the, the, the glowing hand back for whatever reason. He attempts to do that. It doesn't work completely. And then he decides he's going to try in this episode to team up with Barbara and say, come with me, be with me, and you know we can be together and all this nonsense. The problem is that she wasn't going to leave Gotham. You knew that from the beginning because she's had multiple chances to not be involved with Gotham. And for whatever reason, she just keeps mm-hmm. sticking around. So there was no reason she was going to leave. You knew from that moment that he was that, that either he's going to go off into the sunset or he's something's going to happen. The biggest problem I have at the very end when he gets stabbed is not so much that it it happens the way it does. It's that when he got stabbed before, his body became a rotten corpse. This time, he disintegrates into ash and the ash just floats away as if there's no way to bring him back. But he died the exact same way. So it's either implied that he, because Barbara was somehow involved in this killing and not just Bruce Wayne, somehow that completely eliminates him. Or it's implied that the writers just don't know what the heck they're doing because I don't understand why his body disintegrated into ash, unlike the previous time where there was still a corpse. Also, they just taped the the knife together. It's like the knife was broken, but I taped it. Well, she didn't say that. He said that she She reforged it. Yeah. Well, maybe it's because, like, he had that ritual to bring him back. So, like, maybe, like, if it happens twice, like, it's kind of like if you break a lamp, and yeah, you like I, I get the concept, glue the lamp back together, and again, it breaks, it's not it explained again. that way. I just thought it was because she had some of the power, so he wasn't fully charged. Oh yeah, then yeah, that, 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 that's such a weird sentence to say. <laughs> but you know what I mean, because she's like, I, I didn't get all of it back, and that's why he couldn't. Like he he just went full dead. He should have given the demons uh, head power to Bruce before he died. That would have made more sense. Well, even the whole thing about his, you know, I'm going to destroy the city so I can make you a dark knight. And then what? Profit? Like, you'll follow me. And then what will you do? Like, I guess a lot, oh, yeah. of, his, a lot of his plans were implied because we know the comics. But, like, I don't think he really had a purpose. I don't think the writers knew what they were doing with him. Oh, I know they don't. That's, 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 that's just the long and short of it, because Rachel Ghoul is one of the best villains. He is my favorite villain, and somehow I sat through all of this. Well, no, I did basically almost rage cry during that episode where he, he gave her... Well, she found out what the glowing hand was for. But, uh, yeah. Um, Gotham is completely... So many people. I have blocked out so much stuff within my soul uh, that Gotham has pretty much made me like dead inside. Yeah, this this was punishment for for uh, for fans of that character. This was pure and simple, just like derisive, cynical. You know, look what we can. Honestly, mm-hmm. I was happy that he turned he turned to dust. I was like. Thank God they can't bring him back. He doesn't have to suffer anymore. It's over. Until they show a flashback of someone sweeping up the ashes into a dustpan and put him in a jar. He, he goes, putting he some goes blood strange, on it. uses them like, hmm, now what can I do with these ashes? It just feels oh, it like... look, look. He if snorts Hugo it. Strange did and then Hugo Strange gets Razo Ghoul's like soul. 
I, I that would that would be kind of like it just it just makes the whole idea the whole promise of the characters not live up to like the imagination. And I know that sometimes that's down to the writer and what you're expecting. But he's he's a he's a Justice League level villain. Like he's a global yep. threat. And like the fact that he got beaten by this drunkard nightclub owner with with a not very good plan. It's like this is the best you could do with him. But see, isn't it, isn't it the entire problem with the series in general? They have this; they, they get the ability to use certain villains, and for whatever reason, they choose to use them in the weirdest ways. Like, here's the thing that bothers me: is like they they have the they clearly have the full ability to use certain villains to whatever extent they want to use. Except the you know, we see Mister Freeze, we see Riddler, we see. Uh, Scarecrow in multi, you know, in like full on, you know, full costume. It's not as if they're held back by not being able to do certain things. We hear reports that they can't call Jerome or Jeremiah Joker. They can't put his hair green. They can't have him actually be called the Joker because they don't want, because Warner Brothers doesn't want to basically water down the character of the Joker by having this version of the Joker, I guess, is part of the mythos. Which is idiotic. which you know, you know what I'd say it's idiotic except for this. Okay, this show has not proved very well to use villains in a very good form, so I can't say it's an idiotic idea. I mean, like if I was Warner Brothers, I'd probably hold my tongue and say, you know, I can't, you know, you I, can't I do think use the point, though, the way they- because they're allowing every single thing else. So they do it. Do they really think that there's, there's not going to be a Batman film with any of these other characters in the future? Oh, no, eventually there will be. But I don't think I, – I think the intent is right now there's not a version of Mr. Freeze or Scarecrow or some of these other characters right now that's out there. And I think that's the reason why it's okay. Like Riddler, there hasn't been one since – Basically, either an animated version or basically the Jim Carrey version, which is 20 years old. Do you so think that's why Harley Quinn's not on the show yet? I, I guarantee you that's why Harley Quinn's not on the show. And that's why they keep making these stupid references to the fact that they have different characters that are Harley Quinn-esque, as I've heard so many freaking times. And then they, they'll, they'll, they'll go to lengths of having the Echo character wear a Harley Quinn uh, headdress just for the sake of saying so, so that people online will talk about how there's a Harley Quinn on the show, even though we know it's not. Um, but th- the thing is this, okay, I understand to a degree why they won't let them use certain characters to a degree. I, I've watched Arrow and I know that there's plenty Arrow of had issues. Arrow using certain characters. Yeah, they, 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 the had the entire, in, yeah they had an entire plan for a Suicide Squad and then they just basically had to stop because the Suicide Squad movie got greenlit, and then they basically had to just dismember everything that they were planning on doing with the Suicide Squad, which, in my opinion, hurt the show because it was something that was there was something that was really interesting. And I was looking forward to. I'm on the wondering show, what, what was the deal during like, like 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 back in this is I know it's kind of tangent, but like back in 2006 when Superman Returns came out, when Smallville was going on, I'm wondering why that didn't apply because that was the same time as Justice League and the Batman. Where the embargoes were going on, so it's, it was exactly the rules year. are very, very weird, and some stuff kind of gets grandfathered in. But like, there's certain villains, like, like, like there was villains that you couldn't use in like the bat and the Batman cartoon because there was, like there was, of the it wasn't Nolan just movies. villains. It wasn't yeah. just villains. It was also characters. There's a reason why Dick Grayson didn't come in until after Barbara was because Dick Grayson was being used over on the Teen Titans show, and they didn't want to have two That's versions right. of the same character out there. At the yeah, same they waited. They waited that cartoon out. I remember that. Yeah, and like, don't the thing is, it, it's this. Okay, I don't have a problem with 
certain characters being off the table, but then just leave them off the table. Don't do these like half versions of characters. Meanwhile, you're you're able to use somebody like Raz al Ghul or Mister Freeze and Scarecrow, and you just basically treat them as well, not Raz, but you treat Mister Freeze and uh, Scarecrow is basically henchmen for these no-name villains that are supposed to be some iconic villain that you can't actually say that is the iconic villain, and that's the problem. Like, you know, these they, they uh, Freeze had his own little story arc. Scarecrow had his own. He had two little story arcs, but none of them were really like big. Like these characters could be big villains instead of having to focus on characters that they haven't been able to really adapt completely. Like somebody like the Joker. And I'm not saying that the Jerome stuff hasn't had its moments of, of decency. Um, actually, I prefer probably the stuff that they've been they did in the last couple episodes with the Jeremiah character. But I think ultimately it just comes down to they're so focused on using certain characters that they clearly can't use completely that they're just throwing away some of these other characters. I honestly feel like if they didn't have the Jerome Jeremiah situation, Roz could have had more of an impact. There's not really a necessity for the entire Jeremiah and Jerome. If you, you could literally take that stuff out of the storyline and still plug in Roz dealing with the League of Assassins rather than having the you know, the the Joker gang or whatever the heck they were called, the you know, the random think- people that were the followers like you could have just plugged that in and just had it done it could have st- still followed the same plan you could have had some character named jeremiah who built these things but Roz turned them to be something that was bad similar to the way it was used in like batman begins i mean like there's ways that it could have been done it's just they feel the necessity to cram as much as they possibly can but then the, the characters are the ones that suffer the most i think that's, that's a good point that's, that's I, think, I think that like there's a there's a there is an impotence to almost burn through the characters and have them be on the show for recognition's sake rather than tell a story. And I think that, that to, to some extent that might have led to our, or to, you know, to our dissatisfaction with Rachel Ghoul. It's like, well, we can't, it's, it's not in our faculties to set him up as the mega villain that he is. So let's do him while we can. And that's li- literally the best they can come up with. It's, it's a, it's for sake of brevity rather than quality. He was just off the table for, like, way too long. And then, like, you know, it's kind of like when Falcone, like, in season one announced that he was the brand new Falcone and there was no stopping him now. And he retired, like, an episode later. Like, I I feel like that's what happened here. Like, he was back from the dead. And he, like, you know, basically told Jerome, like, you know, where the point is gone. Or Jerome, Jeremiah. I think it's also a conflict of, like, we have characters in season one that that we've we've been following for years. like, like, Like Lee Tompkins, like Riddler. And Barbara Keane to some extent. So there's a conflict between following these characters and having character development and character story arcs competing with the, you know, sort of like legacy foreshadowing of future characters. So when they bump up against each other, you want to, you do want to initially, the better thing to write is the character that you're following more so than anything else. But because they're involving, you know, 40 years, 45, 50 years of history, it comes off as deeply unsatisfying because it should not be that way. Also, seriously, it's Barbara Keane. <laughs> seriously. Seriously, now. <laughs> and if you want to know more about Barbara Kane, I wrote a very, very, very long article on the BatmanUniverse.net dealing with her history. <laughs> and None of which has anything to do with what happens on this show. Yeah, it's mostly just her being a horrible mother and wife. I shouldn't say horrible wife. Mate. Well, yeah, yeah, horrible. she was a horrible wife at the end of that essay. But, like, otherwise it's <laughs> being a horrible mom who abandons her kids. 
I mean, my my thing is my, my thing is this, you know, like I just wish that they would focus on, like the, I think the some of the best moments of the show is when they don't have, it's it's I I don't like I don't think I like any of the season finales or the mid season finales. I think the only mid season finale that I thought was good was the first season finale, mid season finale, and that was just because it, it had a decent ending, and then it was it just kind of. It felt like the end of a season, and then all of a sudden, nope, there's more episodes, and then it just kept going, and then it just made it worse, and it buried everything that they did good in the first half of the season. But the thing is, the some of the stuff that I think have been the best are these, like, they have, like, these random three-episode arcs that feature some sort of villain. You know, they did it with Freeze. They've done it with Scarecrow. They've done it with that character who, like, messed with Barbara's mind. Those story oh, arcs, yeah, the ogre, ogre. The ogre. ogre. Some of those storylines, I think, were actually some of the best stuff that's happened on the shows because there can, you know, sure they're still moving certain plots along with like Bruce because he's not involved with them, or they're moving along a plot with somebody else that's not involved with that villain. But the thing is, like, those story arcs are probably some of the better ones that they've done because they're so focused on just telling a story with a villain and instead of trying to figure out a way to just do a series of those and then have you know little intertwining bits between each arc leading up to the season finale or the mid-season finale or whatever they just they let those bits fall off and either the character you know the villain that they're focusing on gets killed or disappears for the rest of the season and then it's like well what was the point of focusing on it i mean like the idea of Villain of the week. I don't like the idea of that. I mean, they they tried to do something yeah. like that in the beginning. It didn't work very well. Um, but at the same time, there's 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 this desire, especially when you're using like known characters like Freeze, Scarecrow. You know, there's or a reason henchmen. you should mean something. Yeah, I mean, like there's a reason you should be focusing on the characters, and it's not just. Well, we have the ability to use this character, and we know we're going to get a ratings bump if we use a character that most people know. So let's just do a couple episodes with this character because we have no real long-term plan for them. I mean, Mr. Freeze, I think, was probably one of the characters I enjoyed the story arc the most because it painted him in the picture that Mr. Freeze is probably best known for, um, you know, where he's got that desire to, like, heal his wife you know, he's not just a straight villain. And then that just turned into, well, now he's walking around the suit and he's basically a, a mercenary for hire for whoever the big bad is for that point of the story. And it's just frustrating. There was an episode this season where Freeze was only in it for like 10 seconds when like Penguin like said, I'm going to put you on ice again. Yeah, he was only in the uh, this episode for like 10 seconds. Well, that, that, that was pose. different because it was like a setup. It was like when he said, I'm going to freeze you again, Riddler. Then like, Freeze comes out and he's like, "Do you want the same pose or a different pose?" No, got it. Same. Which, yeah, like, 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 like he's like he's a furniture decorator intro. or something. Yeah, but it was like, wow. Like we've gotten to the point on this show where Mister Freeze can show up for like a ten-second cameo and it's not a big deal. That's kind of weird. I do like in terms of villains. Like one thing I liked about this season is how there was kind of like a format where like you know we kind of you could separate the season into like three different arcs so like the first few episodes it was like a raza ghoul arc then the middle part of the season was the sophia and like professor pig arc and then like the, the latter arc. half was uh jeremiah jerome stuff so i 
that that was kind of nice instead of having like one overarching like thing that you know gets stretched out beyond belief or something or like season two where they split in half or season three where it was all like the alice text virus season oh and gordon joining the court of vows i always forget that they were in last season that that, that was kind of weird and swept under the rug that was another thing too i, but, I, mean, I think the court of vows kind of pre uh, presage the Rachel Gould stuff because he joins the Court of Owls for an episode. The next episode is like, I want to see at the table. And then, like, by the, by the end of the episode, he's out. Like, that had zero consequences. Yeah, because it's just an example of them trying to just use something that is noticeable and will get people to watch the show. We're going to use Court of Owls, but the, the entire point of it was like, what what was that the Court lasting... Court of Owls was like a freaking joke. I was so mad with that. And I saw Being someone who actually like why? read it and actually loved that arc. I saw Scott Snyder retweet, "Hooray! They're going to be using Zero Year for next year." And I was like, thinking, buddy, did you watch Court of Owls? I know, man. It's, it's like, like like you should once bitten, twice shy. You know, it's like they didn't necessarily do your story. Not to say that like Court of Owls is easy to adapt, but like it's very, very much in name only, consistently, consistently in name only. I don't. It, it I mean, if they easy, used Ed, it easy yeah. to adapt if Batman existed. Batman doesn't exist, so it doesn't make any sense to use it at this point. Zero year? No, I'm talking about Court of Owls. Oh, okay. No, the way that they did it makes sense because of the way, like, uh, the whole gray sun part. They were trying to make him into what they needed, just like Grayson was supposed to be, like, Talon, except they're trying to make him into Batman. I thought that's what they were doing. That was well. If they did, if that's what their intent was, they didn't do a great job. And that's what the clone was for. It was a backup. The, yeah. the clone that's out there. The so clone that we'll never that's see still again. Out there. Yeah. <laughs> like now that one thing that I keep on telling Don is like you know when we knew now that we know that there's only going to be thir- it's not confirmed thirteen but like you know the word on the street is thirteen now that we know that there's like thirteen episodes left it's like man. It, it's now, like, very, very likely that, like, we're never going to see the clone again. Whereas before, we're like, oh, maybe he'll show up in, like, season Well, the show's not going to come back until, like, January of 2019, right? Yeah. If, yeah. if it comes back then. I mean, like, it's not coming back till 2019 for sure, but, I mean, Fox could pull some shenanigans and not have it until summer of 2019. Ugh. Oh, God. Oh, wow. <laughs> just, just so W's and can get even older, he be, he'll be Batman. Well, I think uh, I wouldn't start put the best on then. Cause, cause I the, just the, need David to be in this suit because he yeah. he's he's earned it. God, yeah. has he earned it? Yeah. Um. So the other deaths in this episode were Lee Enigma. Um. Obviously, they're not dead for real because that would be hilarious. They're not going to do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like the the, the 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 series the season premiere. Penguin's like, so did you revive them? Uh, no. Well, initially, this was filmed. They, they, they were dead. So the series could have well ended with them dead. Honestly. Because it was something there whether this would be renewed or not when they filmed this. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure we were going to get a season five, even if Fox didn't renew it. Like the streaming service would have, like you know, done the season five or CW. Like we, th- this wasn't going to be the last episode, I don't think the CW no matter what. Show, quite honestly, it would be. It would, it Everyone's would too, too old. Well, they, they would they would cut the budget so that every like. The only sets that they use are that narrow sets that, like, they keep on redecorating. And, like, speaking of reused sets, uh, Jan, did you recognize Penguin's, like, headquarters at the end? Uh, it looks like the place where the kid's throat got slit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, This'll oh. do nicely. Many children have had their throats slit by Ray Shear. 
Gross. <laughs> Many children. <laughs> All of the ones that he's done it to. <laughs> oh, I was going to make a joke in my fake recap that when Lee and Nygma stabbed each other, like, Roz, like, runs in there, stabs both of them, and, like, runs in. <laughs> no, he'd have to slit their throats and run out. He doesn't yeah. stab people. Right, 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 right. <laughs> he doesn't stab people. He's above that. That was a very, very... I loved that, that scene. I- I knew you would. I knew you would. (laughs) I knew you would. When when they're, like, stabbing each other and, like, kissing them, like, this is right up Jan's alley. I was like, ah, yes. Yes. Swear to God, some, like, fan of the podcast is just going to run up and stab me. (laughs) She's like, no. no, It's a good thing you don't use your real name. (laughs) Talia. (laughs) Miranda Tate. (laughs) Well, I mean, this is kind of like the end of that that romance arc, which uh, uh, even up to I now, I'm not, so. I'm not sure what to make of. Um, but it, that was inter- interestingly ironic. How they, I didn't expect that to happen. I was very happy with it because it just seemed like <laughs> would be. Oh my god! It just seemed like a really good way to end it because you know he's like, oh, she's going to leave me, and he couldn't deal with it. And then she's just like, ha I got you first. And he's like, okay, well, since you already stabbed me. <laughs> me of an insult, Are you huh? as turned yeah, on as I you am? You were going to leave me, or... which means I'm going to kill you. It's just like, okay, bro. Yeah, she's like, you were going to kill me anyway. That's just who you are. She didn't trust him. No, I, I, I'm not, I don't think at all that it was like uh, out of character for anybody. It was a very bizarre no, everything thing to, was happen, in character. to have happened. I do want to point out that, like, the death trap that Riddler put Gordon in is very reminiscent to, like, the uh, one that Abattoir put Graham Peterson in during uh, Night Quest when uh, Jean-Paul Valley was Batman. Because uh, that's, that, that's the kind of thing that, like, because for nerds, when Jean-Paul Valley didn't save Abattoir and let him die, he allowed Graham Peterson to die on the death trap, which meant that, like, he crossed the line Bruce Wayne wouldn't cross, and that led to Bruce Wayne going trying to get the cowl again. So, like, that, it reminded me of that... I think the death trap was pretty much exactly the same. Easter eggs. Yeah, right. I, I highly doubt that anybody actually put that in there with the intent of hearkening back to that. Sorry. No, I, 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 don't, I don't think it was, it was meant to be an Easter egg, but it's, it's, it, is, it, it was very similar. <laughs> yeah. You know what, I wondered to myself, how exactly did he get this giant uh, press thing installed into his little room? That's that's the thing that's that came question. to mind when he went to the Dick's brain. There's a lot of looting going around. on with with the evacuation. You know, he like called Acme. Yeah, it's yeah. not like he had Butch to lift it up and install it for him. So, called <sighs> Headhunter. <laughs> the second one is the signature. Headhunter yeah. with, his, with his, Everyone knows <laughs> he has signature. With the first one every <laughs> time. The second one's just my signature. I love that he and Zaz like walked into the sun, walked off into the sunset in the series. So, so, someone's like, wait, where'd they go? They weren't here. Or that, like, people on, like, line were like, are Zaz and Headhunter okay? Or did they get out? Are they having ice cream? You know, like, they're looking online to see I if guess they Zaz is not Headhunter. Well, I guess Zaz would be sad without a friend if Headhunter went away, but. I guess Zaz is, um, like, filming a pilot or something, I heard, so. That show's already done. Yeah, that's his first season. Show, Barry. Yeah, the first okay. season's already done um, that show. Which, by the way, like, uh, brief side thought before we get back to Lee Enigma, like, if they do bring Zaz, who does he have to work for now? Because, like, 
kind of like Penguin. He's burned his bridges. Maybe like, he cannot work he, for anybody. He can still work for Sophia. Like, Sophia can come, come out of her coma. Yeah. No, that's he rise from her. her grave. Yeah. Or coma He'd be okay. like, I heard you were coming out of your, you came out of your coma. What the heck? Am I been? How long was I asleep? Six years? Seven years? Oh no no no! It's it's been it's been two months. <laughs> oh my god! What if you do a time? This is what happens when Lee sh- shoots you in the head. Everything goes to shit immediately. I, I, I don't think that's so. With thirteen episodes to go, I don't think that they're going to wake Sophia up. Which like I feel like they were saving that because Gordon like didn't tell everyone about like the pig that like. I don't know. He's about to be promoted to commissioner or something, and then, like, she wakes up and reveals him as a fraud, and, like, you know. And then I would have been able to do, like, the Jafar version of Prince Ali as a song parody of Sophia exposing Gordon, but alas. I think that, like, with the Rither and Lee thing, um, I I like the line where she says, I'm tired of men trying to tell me who I am. I decide who I am. Um, And it was interesting that, like, she was going to leave Gotham, and then, like, she she couldn't because the bridges were blown. Um, not only that, but like people were going to need her. Like she, she was actually planning to like, yeah, okay, I have atoned for all the stuff that I've done. I can go now, and then okay, never mind. God damn it! Basically, that's why she was drinking. Other than always drinking now. Oh yeah, that's opposed to every other scene. (laughs) That's the reason. Well, she was drinking because that's what broody characters do. Exactly. They always have a tumbler of, of, of whiskey because they're all the exact same person. Um, I remember Dan O'Neill talk, complaining that, like, on Arrow, is like, this show with, with heroes advocates people to drink because uh, he's a former alcoholic. But, like, um, I, 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 I... He has no room to talk some of the stuff that he's put in his books. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I, I think that, like, where I am now, because this is sort of, sort of the end of their storyline, which has been consistent throughout the, throughout the season... I'm not mad at it, but it is it's, it's very weird to me. Like, I didn't expect this to happen, this this love story between these two characters. And even at the end, it makes sense, but it's still... It doesn't rub me the wrong way. It's just, it's hard for me to kind of grok. It's hard for me to kind of conceive as a thing that has happened. I liked her breaking the fourth law a little bit, saying, like, you know, I'm not the Lee that you knew. I'm not the Lee that, like, you like. Because that's kind of been my is complaint. Is that really like, a break? Because um, he I, does hold on to stuff. Because he was talking to yeah. her like, "I know who you are," and she's like, "No, bitch, you don't." <laughs> uh, but I, it's been my complaint that, like, you know, I I like the old Lee better. I don't like this Lee, and you know, I I feel like I'm being directly addressed when she's like, "Well, tough shit. This is the Lee I am now." Uh, yeah, that's because they decided to make her like every other character on the show instead of the unique one that she started off as. Yep. <laughs> on on Reddit, uh, there was like a topic today about like you know like Gordon's girlfriends and like and I put the comment: Valerie Vale is the only Gordon girl who's never tried to destroy the city. There's yeah, one left. <laughs> <laughs> she's, not, she's not coming back. She'll be Thank the big God, bad <laughs> because she, they had no chemistry. That was the most forced. She's on by their like that X Men show. Uh, gifted, gifted. Yeah. yeah, that's why I know she's not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> she's Blink, so, isn't she? Who they keep casting as, like, random Asian women. Oh, uh, Dustin, um, have you seen Deadpool 2? No. Okay, uh, do you care if I say something to spoil it and I'll tell the listeners to fast forward, or... No, go like... ahead, it's fine. Okay, so, listeners, um, if you don't want Deadpool 2 spoiled for you, fast forward the podcast about, like, 30 seconds. Watching this season finale, like, the same night that Deadpool 2 came out, I saw Marina Baccarin as Lee Tompkins dying come back from the dead. 
and the same thing happens to her in Deadpool 2. She dies and comes back from the dead there. That was a weird way for them to go. I can't say that I hate the scene. I was just like, wow, this is weird and disturbing. And he's kind of provingly right when he stabs her, too. However, it did lead to one of my favorite moments where B.D. Wong says to the, to the viewer, I don't even know what I'm going to do with this shit, but you know you're going to watch me. And he, like, laughs maniacally. <laughs> it's true, though. We are going it to watch true. him, and we're going to like it. Like, the camera was, like, swirling around his head, and he was like, I have no idea what I'm up to next season, but I'm sure going to do it. <laughs> and he's going to turn to <laughs> like, Frankensteins. Beautiful. He jimmed he, 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 he the camera, too. Like, he, like, he, like, looked at it. He, like, smiled. He's like, oh, yeah. I was so good. happy until the next scene. Yeah. Yeah. The very next scene was the barber scene. Josh will tell yeah. you about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's funny. Let, let, let me actually find these texts. Uh, hold on. I I read Don's live text. Uh, to I was so... I was so mad. I'm like, no, your crazy comes from you, bitch. All your failings come from you and your bad decisions. You were greedy without the help of men. I'm all for misandry, but that, not none of it doesn't make any sense. It made no sense. Every bad thing that happened to her, other than getting like kidnapped at the be- at the beginning of the first no, she didn't even get kidnapped. She walked over there. Everything that's bad that's ever happened to her, was her decision. <laughs> from season one, from Penguin's Umbrella. Yes. Every single bad thing that ever happened to Barbara Gordon in this series is because of Barbara Gordon. Barbara King. So here, here's Don's Whatever. Text. He says, Scarecrow looks cooler. Then he said, awesome in big letters. Awesome in big letters. Then he said, effing awesome. Except it wasn't effing, it was a different word. So he said, awesome, like, progressively. And then immediately afterwards, this was within, like, I was getting all these six at once. He texted in big letters, no, no. No. God damn it, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's legit. That is a legit reaction to that whole no man can come in here and well, if we Barbara see them, we'll kill penguin. them. Huh? I thought I thought Barbara was gonna say penguin. You know, like like the problem of all leads back to I'm like penguin? Like no. And then man. she hangs the men outside of the club and I'm just like I'm done here. So No Man's yeah. Land is a tiny club, sure. Let's see. Here's do that. why Here's why I, this is either a reason why I would be one of the greatest writers on Gotham ever or one of the worst. Next season, there should be a plot where Gordon has to infiltrate, like, Barbara's lair, but it's no man allowed. So he dresses up like a showgirl and, like, in one of those, like, exaggerated wigs and heavy, you know, like, one of those obvious, like, bosom buddy disguises that, like, characters always do in movies and has to, like, you know sing a song on stage and it looks like Barbara and Tabitha are falling for it. And then they're like, Oh, that was a good audition. Let's talk backstage for a second. And then like, they go backstage and like, okay, we all know that's Jim, right? What the heck? <laughs> Let's just play along and like, see his game. Are you telling me I shaved my legs for nothing? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he doesn't hear you. <laughs> He's got them good gams. <laughs> <laughs> them Gordon gams. What a pair them of Gordon gams. Where do you think Barbara got them from? <laughs> it's like Mrs. Doubtfire. He's like vacuuming the Sirens nightclub singing Aerosmith. Like, <laughs> they don't suspect a thing. Nana, nana, dude looks like a lady. Jesus With Christ. Like, Gordon-y voice. <laughs> uh, what, the, the thing I've enjoyed the most about Barbara's current plotline is the memes. Like, there's been so many great memes. Like, there's, there's one of, uh, 
you know that like meme of like the guy on the bicycle falling over and like blaming Obama or something. Like someone did that and they put Aaron Richards' head and like she falls over on the bike and she says, "This is all man's fault." And then there's like that anime guy with like the butterfly and it's like, <laughs> and like the butterfly is like the butterflies. The caption of the butterfly is Barbara's own mistakes and Barbara looks at it like, "Are you the toxicity of mankind?" Yeah, this is. First of all, I hated the fact that, like, honestly, what, what made me react so badly was, like, Barbara Keen, you are now the leader League of Assassins. And I was like, where's my Toad Venom? It's like, I, I can't do this, I can't do this life anymore. And then, <laughs> and then Tabitha comes sauntering in saying, Penguin killed Butch. And she's like, what? A man killed a man? That's man's fault. How I, I, I wage war on all men. <laughs> a man killed a man. Well, to be fair, um, while Tabitha did kill, uh, Penguin's His mom. Mom. She was raised under a cult. Led by yeah. men. Yeah! <laughs> That's kind of forgotten. It's like, this girl she was, was raised, like, raised by a cult led by cult. men. So, And she was treated more like a, an object than a person that entire season. Which is why I was super surprised that she came back. I have a feeling that like we're going to inter- interview Aaron Richards with that. And she's going to try her best, her damnedest, to justify this. Well, if you look back throughout the series and the seasons, Barbara has been oppressed by men. And it's like, it's a bad look when you're tr- when you're having to like poke holes into a, p- a potentially <laughs> progressive argument because this is this is this is sad. Like, Here's the thing, though, I can make an argument for Ivy. You heard me, and she yeah. had oh, yeah. a lot less screen time than Barbara. I cannot make an argument for Barbara. <laughs> and you've seen me draw at some really short straws. Even this episode, <laughs> I just. Uh, I can justify just about anything except Barbara Keen's existence on this show. Why does it have to be this way? (laughs) I don't know. Dustin, do you have any thoughts on Barbara's uh, new mission? No, I I don't even want to touch it with a 10-foot pole. Barbara Keen is literally now the leader of the League of Assassins, and she kills half of them. Stop. Stop, John. Stop. 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 Just, just, let's just... Well, she doesn't kill half of them. She sits down and sips her, like, wine and lets her hench people do it. Yeah, That actually bothered me, like, because she's supposed to have the demon's head power in this, like, grand martial arts, but, like, she's mostly been having other people, like, do her work. Like That's how she is. She's a spoiled, rich brat <laughs> who feels like she, she's literally what's wrong with, like, everyone who has money. That thinks they don't have to do it. Like, She's I Kardashian. have servants for this. I have Barbara servants Kardashian. for this. The real housewives of Gotham City. <laughs> She'll marry a black guy next season. Oh God! <laughs> it, would, it, 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 it would have to be like an established character because, like, you know, once she's hooked up with Bronzo, Lucius like, Fox. Well, she yeah, and Chris she Chalk to, like, both do like sex ed talks in New York. So yeah, yeah, it, it's it's a weird team up. <laughs> I don't know, like, because, like, she's working her way up through the DC universe, like, like, you know, like, who's who's a bigger character than Ra's al Ghul, like... John Stewart. Uh, Vandal G- Savage. John Henry Irons or something, like, you oh, know. Wait, sorry. <laughs> the Black Racer well, from because- the New Gods. You're talking about black people, right? <laughs> I was just make- like, who is bigger than Raish of uh, Vandal Savage? Well, 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 well let's, let's, let's count the betrayals. Brace Argul says that he, that he sees in her a kindred spirit, falls in love with her, gives her superpowers, which he should not have. She does nothing with them. She takes them back. Yeah, she kills- absolutely 
nothing. She kills him. People tell her that she needs to use them. She kills him and then leaves the League of Assassins and then kills half of them in Gotham City and says, I'm now waging war on all men because I make no mistakes. Like, they could not make this character more detestable. They could not make this more stupidly infuriating. But here's the thing. I've said this before. I don't think I've said it here on this show, but there's a lot of television out there right now who make whoever the main female focus for the show. It doesn't not necessarily the main character who's a female. How is she even the main female focus? Is it Selena though? Think about it. it should is be Selena Selena really focused on as much as Barbara at this point? This I season that's her focused on as much but as not Barbara. In, but not anymore. Yeah. Selena's not really she's not really doing a whole lot of anything anymore. I mean she like shell for this whole finale. She, yeah, she, not only that, but she's kind of bleeding out and dying. Season. Ever since uh, the beginning of the season, where she tries, you know, she convinces Barbara and Tabitha to to join up with each other. She decides that she doesn't want to be involved with the stuff that they're being involved in. Like we saw her when Bruce was partying at the the Sirens Club, and we saw her later on when like. She tells Bruce, oh, uh, Tabitha needs to meet with us. And then they go to meet her, and then he ends up getting his blood so that they can bring Roz back to life. But, like, she has literally been, like, the most unused main character that they're pro- in the show right now, I think. I mean, other than Roz, who I don't consider him. I mean, like, I know that he was cast as a series regular, but he's not. He hasn't been around for every season like she has. But they haven't really used Selena that much at all. And, like, honestly, like, Tabitha, she plays second fiddle to Barbara. There's no other female other than maybe Leslie Tompkins. But even her, I don't know. that. Like, it's I probably Leslie's a toss-up between the two. Barbara in terms of screen time this season. Yeah, it's probably a toss-up between the two of them, honestly. But, like, it just, it, but, I mean, they really haven't done a whole lot with, I mean. This but you're right. Season, like, 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 like Selena and Tabitha are both, like, reacting to what, what Barbara Keene is doing. Like, Selena doesn't yeah. really have her own storyline. Yeah, she doesn't. She's involved with everybody else's storylines. The same thing with, with Tabitha. She's involved with other people's storylines. And the thing is, like, I, I've i had this complaint, and I've talked about it. I know I've talked about it with my wife and some other people. I want to say maybe it was with the comic cast, or maybe it was here when I was on in the midseason. But in general, there's been this thing where I'm when I watch television, I watch... I, I wish I didn't watch as much as I do, but I, I watch a lot of television. And there's this tendency when it when it comes to the female characters. If the show is the main character is a male, there's a this tendency where the female characters they come across as either like bitchy or they they're constantly coming across as like know it alls, but then they're always proven wrong. Or and there's so many different ways that they're portrayed, but it's in, always in like a negative way. Where like, just think about it like this, okay? Uh, what's her face in Walking Dead? The entire no beginning. The, I don't. The, 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 uh, which one? <laughs> Rick's Rick's wife in the first season. Oh, I only no, watched Laurie, the first Laurie. season, but Can't the way she's portrayed Rick. in the first season, like, oh, Rick's gone. I'm going to sleep with somebody else, and then I'm not going to tell anybody that I'm that I was sleeping with this, and then I'm going to hide it from my husband who returns, and I'm not going to tell him about it because I don't want to cause trouble. Like, there's there's that. There's the 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 female who's in preacher. Um, her character was written the last season exactly the same way where like she's got all these secrets but she won't tell anybody the secrets but the secrets are going to be the doom of everybody um, well, I, I mean, think like, that, like it, uh, when it comes to like like women in comic book 
properties which are by primarily kind of heteronormative and masculine led is it, it, it's difficult for comic guys to kind of follow when certain women are written some ways like sometimes when a, sometimes when a female character is being assertive the viewers can take them as bitchy other times you know they are legitimately not being written well so i think that like I don't know if, if it's necessarily a pattern because I think it's a case by case basis. I would say that like Barbara Keene herself is a bad character. It's definitely a case by case basis, but there's just there's other shows that I've watched too. Like uh, a good example recently, Designated Survivor second season, the wife of the president. She turns into this like she's going to defend her mother to the you know even if it costs her husband the presidency, and then she ends up getting killed off. For no other reason other than she got cast on another <laughs> show. Sutherland, he cannot uh, to a woman. There's a there's another show I watch, uh, Chicago Fire. The the main uh, paramedic who is married to a fireman. She um, she's hell bent on having children to the point where she's now going to leave her husband because she, they found out that she has some sort of like condition where if she gets pregnant there's a possibility that she'll kill herself and she has decided what? that she yeah she's got like an a, a cyst inside of her oh uh, oh okay i, I, I like thought inside you of like, where I thought the you baby like grow. suicide like, no no like, no no no, no okay. but it, i mean it is to a degree because what ends up happening is like they go to get to checked out because um she's she's obsessed with having a kid and then what ends up happening is they go see a doctor and the doctor's like well you've got this assist here and we can't take it out and honestly there's like a 99 percent chance that if you get pregnant you're going to kill yourself and probably the baby too and they leave and the husband's like well hey let's look into adoption she's like no i want to have my own kid you don't want to have a kid with me oh i see how it is I see how it is, and then she gets like super upset because get a surrogate. Exactly, I, there's so many problems, and like now I found out after the season finale that she's of course going to be leaving the show too, and it's like they have no way of like getting like taking a character out without just making them completely unlikable. Like, oh man, it's like so. And like, here's the thing: like, I am not going to sit here and try to claim that I'm some sort of feminist, but I can clearly see when a character or characters are being written poorly or in a way that's like, why are they doing this specifically to that character? Another perfect example, this isn't a recent one, January Jones in Mad Men, her character was written as like the worst wife in the world, even though her husband is constantly cheating on her and is an alcoholic and is never around, but yet she's he's probably, he's probably a worse character wife. then. <laughs> I would imagine. I don't know. It's, it, it, it's, it's, I hear you're saying. I, I, I mean, I've not watched as much television show, but sometimes I see people. And I'm not saying you're doing this because I don't. I don't have a frame for reference for these shows. But like, I remember when like people were complaining against uh, Iris West and The Flash, like in season one, and it was very clear <laughs> that they were basing that that butt hurt off of like Lana Lang from Smallville because they they they, 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 they like told themselves we can't like the love interest because that's what we're trying to do based on another show. So I. I I don't want to get into like all women in shows are are not written well because I do think that like it there is a difference between like a love interest of a character and a female villain and then someone like Barbara Keene who is all of those things but is never justifiable or sympathetic. I, I, I think it, it I, I don't I personally don't want to kind of say it's it's a pattern because I I don't think it is, um, but you know everyone's personally very. Uh, other plot lines. Let's see. There was uh, Jeremiah, who uh, didn't really do much in this episode aside from 
blow up a bomb and look like Robbie Rodden in that like one scene. Like, uh, I just realized I've been muted this entire time. Oh, I was like, yeah. these guys are just talking over me while they're talking about how women are being I, held. Well, I was, I was hoping you would jump in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I've been muted because I've been like sniffling. So, uh, but yeah. Okay. First of all, Dustin, <laughs> do you believe that women and men should be treated equally? Yes. Then you, you are, are a feminist. feminist. <laughs> you don't have to have like some sort of like, well, women, like you don't have to be like some sort of crazy militant person that says all men are evil, like <clears throat> Barbara Keene. Uh, you just have to say that I just want women to be held, like you said you want them to be written better and you want them to have respect and be treated better and have, you know, better storylines. Feminist. Done. Simple. You okay. can say that if well, someone tells you that you're not, yeah, I guess give because me you make a mistake, if you because you make a mistake, just just learn from it and say like, look, I'm not perfect. I still need to learn things. Just as long as you're making an effort, that's literally all it is. Oh, okay. Um, as for um, people, yeah, no, it happens in a lot of shows because uh, that's how, that's what makes money, I guess. Um, women get. Just men are written like assholes, and it's fine because that's how men are expected to act. But when a woman is written the exact same way, you know, uh, I do like how Lee was written in the first episode because she was very different than the norm love interest. We've had this conversation already, and but all they did is like basically, I guess they just thought it'd just be easier to handle to write her just like everybody else on the show. Is how I feel. They have fun making their girls evil. Yeah, and she doesn't need. She didn't need to be evil. There could have been so much. The only non-evil woman on this show is literally, well, other than um, Selena, who's kind of gray, is literally Harper. Oh, and, yeah. she's and she has like two lines per episode, if that at all. Which is funny because Leslie Tompkins in Gotham in like the comics, she's supposed to be like like her. One of the very, very few, like, you know, kind of like angels on earth kind of characters. Like, like no matter what you, like, if we're taking war games out of the equation, no matter what you do, Lindsay Tompkins is, she's like Mother Teresa in Gotham. And, like, this show just could not crock that concept whatsoever. They just, they give them that really fast. Yeah, the thing that I'm curious to know, like, I would love to do, like, a post mortem interview with the show creators and just basically, like, so. Your thoughts, or what? What were you guys thinking when you did this? Who were you smoking when you did that? I mean, like, not obviously. If you do that too much, because there's, I mean, obviously you could do that with a million different questions with the show. But like, if you did it too much, they'll eventually catch on and be like, you know what? I don't think we want to keep doing this. But (laughs) just, but like, the thing is, like, if you ask them, like, what their intent of like doing what they did with with Lee, I, I would honestly love to know why they thought doing what they did was the right way to go. I mean, like, I mean, obviously, the, the, like, there was a degree that it could have been, it could have worked. I mean, like, to the point where, like, she marries uh, Falcone, and Gordon ends up killing him, Robert and all of that. Like, Josh. She's super, <laughs> and she's I super hear, pissed at uh, <laughs> because of it. All of that, like, that works to a degree. Like, the fact that she's mad and she wants to get revenge on Gordon, fine. I don't know that she would have went to the lengths that she did. And then, like, the whole thing with the virus. Like, 
I don't like. It seems like they just they 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 she they saw like this little aspect of her going bad because she was pissed at Gordon and thought, hey, this could be an amazing thing to go with, and they just kept going. I mean, like in this in this season, I feel to a degree they've kind of reined it back in, where like yeah, she's the queen of the narrows or whatever, but she's still not like going down just straight up murdering. A bunch of people, and not that she hasn't tried to murder some people. I didn't people like or the Canero stuff because, like, and, and I've bitched about this all season long. But I'll just say it one last final time. There was a real like when they said Queen of the Narrows, it was like that. Like she was lording over the poor people who themselves were stupid, while she came across as like this, like, like, like legitimately, like she was in the fanciest stuff. She was like so getting like the finest things, and like it. There was a real sense of like I'm helping these people, but like I'm better than them. That I hated and thought that was really a real nasty kind of like almost like kind of subtextual commentary that Gotham was having on like on like and I know that Gotham's not that smart to do so but every time they did that it was like it felt like um politicizing issues of poverty in Gotham City by making them all stupid and eating bugs and stuff and like really making fun oh, of yeah, them double it's dare like, yeah it's like f***ing arrows in this show and Gotham for writing them like that I'm just gonna say this one thing about her wardrobe being better than theirs I mean um I don't know how it works in other places, but from what I've seen, like people will respect you if you look like you come from money, and then you say, "Oh, hey, I'm going to help you." That actually uh, makes them believe. Like if you dress exactly like them, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm going to make make everything better," it doesn't doesn't really send that. You know, we, you we, we, we do have a president who like had like, like a the, gold apartment. If you, if you, and if said you, that he was going to help the poor if people. If you go to the hood in Nashville and you come up with like the finest suits and like a BMW or whatever. And like, and you're not talking to somebody who's dressed exactly the same way as you are. You're not going to be respected. Like that might be a thing in some places, but like she didn't look that way when she first arrived. She looked like she was just wearing like she was going to the club wear. It wasn't until after she became the queen of the narrows that she had, and after she talked to that one guy, that she started dressing that way. She had Elvira, or not Elvira. She had like uh, Morticia Adams hair, and then like eventually she like yeah. the, the Riddler episode where like, he had that game show. She looked like she she looked like Marina McCarran does in real life, <laughs> like dressed like these wacky like you know almost like 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 diamond costumes. Um, it was it was noticeable that I, to the point where we talked about it, all three of us in an episode it was like, what is this character wearing? And how did she get the money to do so? Oh, no, that was because she was wearing that weird, like, mesh three-part uh, thing. And I was like, what? what is this? You look like you're wearing a hoop skirt as a jacket. I, I know we're diverting a little bit with this next question. But while we're on the subject of, like, Marina Baccarin and, like, her look and feminism and Lee, with 13 episodes left to go... Do you feel that like Lee and Jim are endgame, or like, or are they really done with that relationship? Like, is is that that's not even on my radar? Right? They have to. They have to be done with it. I mean, there's no way they can get back to that. There's just not enough. Why the hell would they want that to be endgame? Why would they want that to be endgame? Like, what's the like? I, I, why would they I do that? Like, the, I feel like they keep on. Why are we I don't know. About- it's with relationships it doesn't even yeah you're right though josh they have hinted at it like three or four times just this season as if that is the intent of what they're going to do and then at the end we're going to find out that hey they're going to reveal oh my gosh look at barbara keen and leslie Tompkins. they're actually sisters and their birth certificates were switched at birth (laughs) leslie Tompkins is actually barbara keen why are you doing this to me yes (laughs) <laughs> gotta go almost to the bridge yep <laughs> yep like uh, you, you need to send that to Stella just send that clip right there <laughs> that's, she'll join me at the bridge uh.
Gotham Chronicle listeners, because you demanded it, you know, uh, we have a returning cast member from season one. No, it's not Renee Montoya or Crispus Allen. It is. It's me, <laughs> the person who correctly said that uh, Rachel Gould would be there and uh, he'd be Ralph Gooley and that he, he would have some sort of long lost daughter. I don't remember all of my things that were prophecies that came true. But I'm still waiting for Barbara to get a side job as a uh, as a stripper. Well, she does own um, a nightclub now. So uh, this is Stella of Backworld Oracle fame and season. <laughs> did I one. not introduce? You did not. You did not. <laughs> I was assuming people would know. Yes, it's me, Stella. <laughs> yes, uh, my primary show is Backworld Oracle, the Barbara Gordon podcast. Not the Barbara King podcast. You should you should check out on the Batman Universe that I just did like a full history of Barbara King. Well, we're going to test uh, your prediction and your oracle powers with a segment that I like to call "Since You've Been Gone." Oh boy! Uh, yes. Since you've been gone, <laughs> I can't breathe for the first time. Uh, okay, yes. <laughs> you could you could you could finish. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> uh, so you stopped watching the show in season two in, in the middle. Is that right? Yeah, I the- watched the first half of season two, and then the hiatus came, and I thought, what a good time to jump. <laughs> so because of being around Donovan and I and Comic-Con and stuff, you kind of have a little bit of an idea of what's happened, but maybe not a full idea. So I'm going to give you um, um, four characters and some scenarios with them. And you have to tell me which one really happened and which one you think I made up. So Okay. So it's uh, like two truths and a lie situation? Yeah. Well, I guess one truth and one lie because, okay. I, you know, we're, we're doing an abbreviated version since apparently this season finale, I'm still editing it. It's, it's going to be over three hours. Oh, my. Oh, my, indeed. Yes. Okay. Okay. So Lee Tompkins, uh, you remember her? Ugh. Our, our, whoa. I said- <laughs> You, you like you liked her in season one. You were like I did like Lee, and I was shipping her and what call, But then you told me some crazy things that happened, so that's why I I made that well, noise. Okay, continue. Well, some more crazy things. You remember what I said about um you know her husband uh, being killed on the honeymoon, Falcone's yes. son, right? And her yep. taking a virus. So this season, one of two things happened to her. First one, she stole the body of her husband when she heard about the Lazarus pit and tried to resurrect him with the Lazarus pits, or she became a bank robber and hooked up romantically with Edward Nigma. Wow. Of, okay. Which of those two do you think happened? I believe that she took her, her dead husband to a Lazarus pit. She became a bank robber. No, she did not. She did. She became a bank robber and hooked up with Edward Nigma romantically. I thought he, he we were supposed to ship him with Penguin. Well, <laughs> there's um there, there's still some tension there because him and Penguin they're kind of like friends again because they sure. they had a spat last season. But yeah, uh, Lee and Nigma she um 
She's she kind of became a Robin Hood for uh, you remember the Narrows from uh, Scott Snyder's run and stuff. I do. Yeah, she's the she's the queen of the Narrows. Oh. And okay. she like robs banks and disperses the money. But the season ends with Lee breaking up with Nigma, and he tries to stab her, but she stabs him first. But then he stabs her back, and then they make out, and they fall down dead on the floor before Hugo Strange vows to resurrect them. Okay, that's, uh, I'm so glad I'm not watching this show anymore. Wow, okay. All right, so, um, your buddy Barbara. Ooh. All right, um, so you know that there's, um, something going on this season with Barbara having to do with the League of uh, Assassins and Ra's sure. al Ghul and stuff. So, is Barbara Keane revealed to actually be Talia with, like, basically, you know, like, Luke Skywalker style, like, she was hidden away in the Keane household, mm-hmm. you know, so Ra's al Ghul can, like, find her later and put her in her rightful place, or, instead of being Ra's daughter, was she a lover of Ra's al Ghul? I believe that she was a lover of Ra's al Ghul. Yes, Barbara Keane and Ra's al Ghul had a romantic relationship this year, which is a very odd thing to say considering all the stuff that we said about her in season one. And she became she's the she's now the leader of the League of Assassins. Okay. Yeah, I know I sent you that clip of her like yelling at them and stuff. So I was gonna ask you if she became leader, but I was like, oh, but she already knows that. Boy, did that brighten my day whenever you send me Gotham clips. <laughs> you were, I guess. All right, so uh, Bruce Wayne, did he go on an alcoholic teenage binger after killing Ra's al Ghul and frame Alfred for child abuse? Wow. Or did he get into a fight with Barbara Keane to take over the League of Assassins and then convince the League to give up killing? I think... It's the first one, mainly because I remember you said that he was acting pretty belligerent towards his pseudo-father figure. So I'm going to say that he went on a, a bender, and, a bender, a bender, an alcoholic bender. <laughs> you can tell what I do because I don't do that. An alcoholic bender, and then he, uh, yeah, he goes after Alfred. Okay, yep, yep, that happens. <laughs> Why did you pause? <laughs> I was checking the text that Don just put in the group chat for a oh, second. Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't read the whole thing. I just, like, glanced to make sure that it wasn't, like, work or, like, someone saying, where are you? Yeah, Bruce, um, he, uh, tricks Alfred into, like, um, basically, uh, punching him. And then he, like, says, um, I'm going to, like, tell the authorities that you did this to me unless you, uh, don't contest my emancipation and I want you to get out of this house on fire. But don't worry, they're friends again now. It's, uh, oh, that's... Yeah, he he went on like kind of a a, a spirit quest, a, a journey with um with with like the new poison ivy. You know that we've had like two poison ivies, two like two new poison ivies since you left. We're on our third poison. Well, we had well Pepper. What was her name? Ivy Pepper. Yeah. Peppy Ivor. Pepper. Okay, and that was like that little disheveled looking ragamuffin. Yeah. And then there was another one. I thought there was only just one, so they had two. Well, it's the Ivy Pepper. She got transformed into okay. Maggie Gia. Like, well, okay, Maggie Gia, the actress, she's still Ivy Pepper, but she basically aged up because, okay, because yes. of his magic powers. Yeah. And then that kind of was, wasn't was really working out for the show, so she went into, like, a cocoon okay. and came out as a third actress, Peyton List. 
Oh, I know who that person is. Well, there's two Peyton. There's two Peyton lists. Okay, because wasn't Peyton List? Oh no, I'm thinking of. Um, is Peyton List the one who's also on the uh, Legends of Tomorrow? She played. Yes, a sister. I, I that think, one, right? Yes, I think it's. I, I think I remember hearing that she was on one of those other shows. She's, okay. the, she's not the Disney Channel Peyton List. All oh. right. So, uh, do you remember Jerome? I do remember Jerome. I remember that he nearly attacked us at Comic Con in Hall H. Yeah, yeah. He he hijacked that line. So uh, <laughs> you say it so casually. So it's been an interesting season for Jerome. Did Jerome die? But after his death, he sent Joker venom to his twin brother, and then his twin brother became the Joker. Or did Jerome get into a fight with Barbara and Roz's League of Assassins at Ace Chemicals and fall into the vat of chemicals with Roz and come out as a fully formed Joker? I am going to go this direction because I'm at least hoping that maybe there's some actual material that the show is adapting. So I'm going to say the second one, that he falls into a vat. There is no vats. Uh, Jerome died and was, and was replaced by his twin brother, Jeremiah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And he he actually causes no man's land. He and Ra's al Ghul team up, and they uh, blow up the bridges. Wow. So I actually was not keeping score, but I, 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 I think... I'm two out of four right now. You're two out of four. Well, well, well that was it. We had, we had four, because <laughs> I wanted to keep it brief, because I knew that your time was valuable. There were only four questions. I was waiting for ten. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> well, I, I knew your time was, but so I, I tried to I tried to make it fast. Oh, do you have any other ones you want to throw at me? Well, uh, there was some deaths in the season finale. Could also do villains that did show up or didn't show up. <laughs> you didn't ask me any questions about James Gordon. Gordon. Or about his best friend. Me. No. I'm Gordon's best friend. Oh, well, Gordon did do something this year. Something that I thought was very inappropriate. Okay, so Gordon has not been known for uh, smart romantic choices. Mm. <laughs> as you know. Mm-hmm. Or smart police actions either. So, this year he did something very, very inappropriate romantically. Oh, dear. Was it... Um, he was investigated by Internal Affairs, again, you know, just like in Season 1, because of all of the, like, you know, uh, laws that he's broken and stuff. So Internal Affairs sent down from Metropolis Maggie Sawyer. <gasps> and he, you know, during the course of her investigation of him, seduces her. Because uh, she's not a lesbian in this version of the continuity, apparently. Because they thought that that would have been repetitive because, like, we already had Renee Montoya as, like, a lesbian in Eternal Affairs, like, uh, investigating him. So he seduces her in hopes that he can sway the investigation. Or does Gordon have a love affair with a mafia princess who's, like, who's basically hired a killer to kill cops? He's he's having a, a love affair with basically a cop killer who also happens to be Lee Tompkins' sister-in-law. Oh, my goodness. Uh, both sound reasonable. 
given what uh, we both know about uh, James Gordon. I was about to call him Joshua Gordon. Um, <laughs> that's, that's your ship. My secrets. <laughs> Revealed. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say the second one. Yeah. Because it's so. almost like incest. It. It's um well not only is it Lee's sister in law, but Gordon killed Lee's husband, so this is the brother of yeah. the man or, or the brother. The sister <laughs> Wow. This is the, the brother the, of the man. This is the yeah. sister uh-huh. of uh the man that Gordon killed. And she's uh but she's actually using Gordon, she's using the sexual relationship to kind of like trick him because she she eventually like uh basically blackmails him and, like, takes over the city, but, uh, Lee winds up shooting her in the head. It's, uh, but I I was like, this is a very inappropriate relationship. That is your ex-fiancee's sister-in-law, and you killed her brother. Does she know that he killed her brother? Yeah, yeah, and, uh, in fact, her whole revenge thing, it was partially motivated by the fact that Gordon killed her brother, and, like, Gordon realizes it, like, five or six episodes in, he's like, wait a second, you don't want to take over the city? This is revenge because I killed your brother. Yeah, and uh, she actually kills uh, Falcone because Falcone does not want her to like take over the city. He wants her to like live in Florida, a quiet life, and uh, so she uh, she has him killed and framed Penguin for it. Okay, who did we not get as a villain this season? I'm going to give you a list of villains. You're going to tell me who did not show up. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. So, Solomon Grundy, Professor Pig, Lady Shiva, or the Riddlerette? Who did not show up. Yeah. Three of those people, like, showed up this season. Mm -hmm. So it's Solomon Grundy, the Riddlerette, Professor Pig, and Lady Shiva. Uh, Riddlerette. She shows up for an episode and is killed. Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, of course she is. Is she close to Edward Nigma? She wants to be, but he kind of doesn't really tolerate her. He's, uh, Edward Nigma's frozen in carbonite at the end of season three. Oh, my goodness. And she gets him unfrozen. Okay. Just relax. So she... you, you have hibernation sickness. Your sight will return <laughs> in a moment. Where am I? Jabba's Rouse. <laughs> who are you? Boba Fett. Yeah. Someone who loves you. Lovely, wasn't it? I then Lady Shiva would be my second guess. That she did, yeah. But she would have shown up. She was actually written into the season finale and like one of the final scenes, but they they're saving it for next season now. Um, I don't necessarily have a lot, but do, are there any characters that you have questions about that you want to check in on with you know your old friends? My old friends, uh, fish. She's uh, she's dead again because she came back at the end of yeah, season. She did come back, okay. And she had powers because like she was in like this like swamp that had chemicals in it. So she had kind of purple man powers, but she has to touch you for them to work. Oh. The swamp, that sounds similar to Solomon Grundy. Well, that's what happened, too. So Butch Gilzine fell into, was put into the swamp, and he came out of Solomon Grundy. Mm-hmm. And um, 
he wants to change back into a human because he's in love with Tabitha Gallivant. I don't know if you remember Tabitha. She was kind of yeah. like just starring on the show when you got there. Yeah. Um, so Penguin says, well, I can help you get Tabitha back. So he cures Butch and uh, Butch and Tabitha kiss. And then Penguin shoots Butch in front of Tabitha and says to Tabitha, I did this so that you would taste happiness or someone. Basically, he says he wanted to take away the one person that she loved because in season two, do you remember what Tabitha did to Penguin? Um, didn't she, oh, season two. Yeah, yeah, you were still watching at this point. Wasn't there someone close to him? Tabitha kills Penguin's mom, and it's kind of, it's, it hasn't been completely forgotten, but like, the show kind of let you think that Penguin had forgotten about it, and then he brings it up, he's like, did you really think I'd forget you killed my mother? And then she's like, you did all this to Butch just so you can kill him in front of me? And he said, yep. Didn't he cut off his hands, too? Well, Butch's uh, hand grew back when he became Solomon Grundy. That's odd. I don't think it works in a Deadpool way. It, <laughs> it was very weird because um, I saw Gotham season finale the same night Deadpool came out, and in both of those shows, Marina McCarran dies and comes back from the dead. Oh, my word. Spoiler. Well, uh, thanks for the spoiler. Yeah, thanks for the spoiler. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's see, who else do I potentially care about? Any Falcones, I guess? Not really. Well, the Falcone bloodline's pretty much been wiped out, you know. Like, <laughs> Sophia Falcone is still alive. She's just in, like, a coma after a headshot wound. So, Goodness. yeah, I know, Carmine's dead. But she was Crystal Reed. I don't know if you know Crystal Reed at all. I don't. Okay, well, she she was pretty good on the show. Uh, Donovan and Jan and I, we all, like, uh, pretty much liked her storyline. Um, what about Harvey? He was um, fired from the JCPD because um, so he. <laughs> do you, why do you have to say it like that? Because that's how Gordon says it. He'll like burst into <laughs> room and say JCPD. <laughs> just like shoots. Oh my gosh! I, I, how, why do they keep allowing you into these red carpet events? Like, surely by now, you're on some sort of list somewhere that's like a persona non grata. Oh, they they, they don't pay attention to three-hour podcasts. <laughs> Not many people do. Although, I ben, ben McKenzie has seen my Twitter. Like, that that, oh. that, that is confirmed. Like, you remember yeah, this, right? Yes, I remember. Because yeah. he said, oh, you're the guy that's been harassing me with this. He didn't say harassing. <laughs> No, I added it because that's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, because he was like, yeah, I saw this. Someone put this on my Twitter, and I was like, that that was me. And he's like, aha, that was you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a Simpsons episode. Um, He is still on the show. What happened was um, he was tricked by Professor Pagan to shooting other cops. And uh, he kind of got into a little depression over it. And Gordon was promoted to captain and was basically given Harvey's job. But... Uh, so Harvey did not want to come back for a little while, but Gordon eventually convinced him to come back. And he redeems himself at the end of the season because he stops a series of bombs from blowing up the city. So, yeah. Did anything, did Tommy Elliott ever come back? He actually does this season, and like he, and they recast him. And he's one of the people that like kind of goes along with Bruce on his little teenage binger. Wow. Yeah, he doesn't really do much, but, like, yeah, he sees Bruce again, and he's like, last time I saw you, you punched me in the face. And he's like, I was a jerk back then, I'm sorry. 
And Bruce is kind of in a depression because he killed Ra's al Ghul and he feels like empty about it and stuff like that. So to kill Ra's al Ghul, uh-huh. there's this special knife. It's the only thing that can kill him. Okay. Like nothing else can kill him. But the problem is only Bruce Wayne can kill him with that knife. Like if Alfred or, or you know, or Barbara or Gordon, if any of them would try and stab Ra's with a knife, it wouldn't work. It has to be held by Bruce's hand. Okay. So Bruce stabs him with it the first time at the beginning of the season. He comes back in the at, towards the end of the season, and um, he and Barbara kind of fight for control of the League of Assassins. And Barbara finds the knife that they need to kill him, and everyone's telling her that knife does not work without Bruce Wayne. And she says, "I know, I know." So there's a big West Side Story style like rumble with a bunch of oh, the heroes oh. and villains, and Bruce yeah. is there, and uh, Barbara and Roz are fighting, and she sees Bruce. And she grabs Bruce's hand so that they're both holding the knife. And she charges into Roz with, like, Bruce being dragged along so that Bruce is holding the knife. And she stabs Roz, and he fades away Infinity War style. Oh, my goodness. Did you ever think? Is it? No, I didn't. (laughs) Is that key to his DNA? Was there an explanation as to why this is happening? It's magic. We don't have to explain it. Um, I don't accept that. (laughs) Well... (laughs) <laughs> there's many things on the show that you that you might not accept like Butch's hand growing back or uh, yeah probably or some of the magic it might be a good thing that I left the time that I did I think that you'd have fun with all of your favorite characters I mean favorite characters yes. yeah like Bar- Barbara Barbara I don't know that did Barbara you ever was think ever my favorite character do you remember when she killed that guy's parents or her own parents yeah yeah. I was thinking about that recently. That, that Roz brings that up to her. He like says, "You're just an unstable nightclub owner whose only real accomplishment was the murder of your own parents." But like after, I mean, now she's the leader of the League of Assassins. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that that's a pretty big deal. Oh, and she mm-hmm. hates all men because she finds out that Penguin killed Butch. Okay. So she like um she declares her nightclub a women only zone for no man's land and hangs a mm-hmm. bunch of like dead men outside of scarecrows. Saying wow. no, no men allowed. Because oh, at the end, yeah, it's no man's land now, so the territories have all been divided up. So Barbara has her female-only territory. Wow. Yeah. Uh, we saw Selena's mom last season, but she was just trying to grip Selena for money. And uh, it was actually pretty sad because Bruce knew, but Bruce didn't want to tell her. And she breaks up with Bruce over this because, like, Ugh. yeah. But they, Are they back together? They are, but, well, they kind of just, get the, they, they kiss at the end of an episode, so it's like, okay, I guess they're back together now, but then, uh, you're gonna groan when I tell you this, they did a very loose adaptation of The Killing Joke, and, okay. um, and after they kiss, Jeremiah, who you remember is Jerome's twin brother, who's sure. now the Joker, he walks in, and he shoots Selena in the spine, and that's like the cliffhanger. And uh, they imply in the season finale that she'll never walk again, but it's, I mean, she'll be fine. If Butch can grow back an arm, Selena can use her legs again. And Mm. she's airlifted out of no man's land into a hospital, and Bruce uh, sends Alfred with her because he needs to stay in the city and and find Jeremiah and bring him to justice, but he wants Selena taken care of. So I guess Selena plays the part of um, Sarah Essen. Well, kind of, but... Kind of plays the part of Barbara Gordon, but then um, yeah. 
Alfred also plays the part of Barbara Brennan, because, uh... You remember how in Killing Joke, like, they show the pictures of Barbara being tortured to Jim the driving him insane. Well, they do it to Alfred, except Alfred's not naked, but, like, they show him... <laughs> Key difference, yeah. A very key difference. I had to, I had, I had to throw that in there before you asked. I was like, I, I need to say this. So, okay. So, but yeah, they show Bruce like Alfred being brutally tortured to try and like drive him insane, and uh-huh. uh, it, it's it's a it's a loose adaptation of Killing Joke that mm-hmm. takes out some of the more rapey and sexual scenes. Sure. So, and that oh, god awful oh. prologue from SDCC. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, what? Let's see. I was thinking of something when you were talking about um, Selena. There has has Bruce put on any sort of outfit besides a tr- <laughs> sort of a, a Smallville trench coat? He has. Let me see if I can find a picture to send to you. Does James Gordon know what he's up to? They. He doesn't know everything, but I mean, pretty much like at this point, like he, it's. He'd have he'd have to be blind to it. Lucius Fox actually made him like an outfit. Okay, I was gonna ask if Lucius was still in the picture. Lucius works for the JCPD now. He has a. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's just like you have Tourette's. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me see. Okay, I'm gonna. He looks like Bible Man in this one. <laughs> All right. I'm going to send you a link so that you can see what this costume looks like. Oh, what on earth? The head thing looks terrible. It's basically a Batman costume without a cape and uh, ears. I guess so. He looks more like, uh, what's his name, Kick-Ass. That kid has grown up a lot, though. He he has he's he's very very tall and do you remember um uh, how shy he was when we interviewed him at that first Comic Con? Yeah, so he's not like that anymore. He's you know he's not he's really confident he's coming to his own like um so I've seen him a few times since then and uh, you heard the story about um his dog at the DC uh, Washington DC event right? Did I tell you that one? He tries to get in. No, but like I it was. no, but um, I remember listening to it. You'll just have to refresh my memory. So uh, Ben and I were in the um the press room for the DC and DC 2018 events, and um, where somebody has this dog in there, and the dog is dressed up as Harley Quinn, and Ben is like looking down, like, oh my gosh, your dog is so cute. Can I pet it? And the guy in the corner is like, yeah, sure. So then, and then I look up at the owner of this dog, and it's Dobby Mazow's. And I was like, Ben, look at who the dog's owner is. <laughs> I was like, that's Batman. <laughs> there you go. But, like, it's funny because everyone noticed the dog before they noticed uh, the celebrity. And then sure. um, I sent I send the picture because uh, then he poses because Sean Pertwee's with him. So I, I have a picture, and it's Sean Pertwee, the dog, and Ben, and Dobby Mazows. And I send it to Ben's mom, and, I, and she's like, oh, my gosh, the dog is so cute. And she says, but why are the dog's owners posing with you guys? Is there anything, spe- <laughs> is there anything special about them? <laughs> oh, and I was man. like, yes, it's Batman and Alfred. So now that they've announced that the next season's the last season, what are you expecting to happen? I'm hoping that we're going to get um, – Good no man's land stuff. Like someone suggested a post-apocalyptic Walking Dead esque world, so 
Oh. I, I think that could be fun. You know, you're, you're just getting up to No Man's Land and Batgirl the Oracle, so it's interesting. We're I all, sure am. We're all going to be yeah. covering it around the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> Don't you dare mention it when you come on my show. <laughs> you, you, you I, 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 I can't make you a promise that I can't keep. Yeah, I know you can't keep it, but I'll pray. <laughs> I can't make a promise that I can't keep. Uh, um, I don't. I, we talked about this on the main show a little bit with Dustin, but yeah, there's. I, I I'm hoping that. Uh, I'm hoping that Barbara becomes less crazy, because like part of me still wants her and Jim to like restore the timeline, and you know. And, oh sure. And get together, but like it's gonna be hard to explain. <laughs> Dustin had this. Su- Dustin had the suggestion that, like, it turns out that Lee and Barbara were switched at birth, and that Lee's the real Barbara King. Oh, interesting. That was Dustin's suggestion, yeah. But uh, people keep on asking, "How's Barbara Gordon going to be born? How's Barbara Gordon going to be born?" And I was like, at this point, Jim could just adopt a street urchin named Barbara. Like, that's Ooh. good. Yeah. Well. I'm, street urchin. Yeah, or or do the niece route, but. Yeah. It's uh. It's going to be interesting because I've been covering this show for the website for years, and uh, yeah, I have a year. Now to, you'll be without a job. I mean, <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's other stuff to do. Well, it's funny because because sure. Ben said to me when I told him, he says, "What's going to happen to the Batman universe?" And I was like, "Um, nothing. We cover like a million other shows, movies, and comics. <laughs> the Batman universe will survive." <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, people said, "Oh, are you going to cover the Alfred show?" And I said, "No." It's, uh, you know there's an Alfred show coming out, right? No, and I hope that's a lie. That's, that's not a lie. It's a different continuity. It's not Sean Pertley, but there's going to be an Alfred show about him and, Tom, about him and Thomas Wayne, like, working together. Okay. I guess in the war? Yeah, or something. It's, uh... Same people? Same producers? Same, I think it's the same producers, but it, it's not the same continuity. Um, I just, I can't go from doing, like, one mega weekly show to like another one like i need to i i unless this alfred show is just impresses me that much i'm gonna need like you know a break because i mean you remember from being on the podcast that just like weekly podcasting like yeah. when the show is in its prime it's uh it's it's fatiguing it's fatiguing and then you have to yeah. uh, edit the episodes and get them out i've been working on this season finale episode for like, since two weeks before the season finale aired, because I was, like, editing the different segments and stuff and getting people to send in their clips. And, mm. and people still haven't sent them in. I'm looking at you and, uh... I'll add those names out. I'm not... I'm not <laughs> Teen Titans? Will you do that one? Or Titans? I'll watch it. I, I I don't know if I could cover another, you know. Yeah. Me- no, it's just what you were saying. Mega yeah. show. Maybe maybe you and I can do the Harley Quinn streaming show. Oh gosh. Yeah. Is that a cartoon? It's um gonna be on the DC streaming service. They're doing like an adult Harley Quinn animated series. Oh okay. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Along with Young Justice. Well, Stella. Thank you for coming on since you've been gone. We've uh, missed you on the show. And the listeners have missed you, too. So we hope that, you know, maybe we can get you on sometime for season five, even if it's just for a short bit like this. Mm. It may be the series finale or something to see just how far off the rails it it has gone, you know. Uh, I'd like to say it was a pleasure, but really the only pleasure was talking to you and not really talking about 
whatever this show Everyone is doing. Everyone is right so now. negative on this <laughs> show. Like Justin and like, Don and like, thank goodness I have Jan this year for like a ray of sunshine. Cause like, I'm so glad. Everyone's just such a sourpuss. <laughs> Lisa Hayes. Yeah, I think, well, you know, normally I am the bright patch of the universe. So I'm, I just, I guess I'm being down this time. <laughs> Well, if you want to hear Stella down and up, uh, don't forget to catch her on Backgirl the Oracle. It is now the road to no man's land. So well, Yeah, we're it, getting close there. Yeah, and it's it's a good way to prepare for Gotham Season 5 so you can hear the real no man's land. Stella! Stella! Can't you hear me yell? You're putting me through hell. Stella! <laughs> well, because, like, Gordon has never looked back on, like, his relationship with Barbara, like, at all. Like, Well, okay, like, a teeny bit for, like, five seconds, and, like, there was that, like, weird dream where she was, like, Willy Wonka's elevator operator last, like, season. But otherwise, yeah, he he has nothing but contempt for her, and when Barbara thought that, like, Jim was dead, she, like, acted like she was, like, bored. Like, oh, Jim's dead, yay, a toast this is what he always wanted, guys, you know, like. Whereas, like, I feel like him and Lee, they keep on, even though they've broken up, like, a bunch of times and said, this is it, this is our final closure, like, they still kiss, and they still have this, like, Clark and Lana tension every time they see each other. I think it's what it is, uh, it's Clark and Lana, where it's like, Lana was a main yeah. love interest for many years, eventually she had to go, because it's not the canon, right. and I think that's what we're dealing with here. And they are married in real life, so there is that, too, but I... Uh, which is hilarious because I don't like their chemistry on the show. Yeah, Gordon really? doesn't have to necessarily end up with anyone in the fi- in, in the final episode, but like, but he needs a baby girl. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah pe- people are going to be like the. I would say in the final thirteen episodes, address how Barbara Gordon comes into existence because people keep on asking that question, so they they should just like answer that, even if they yeah. like say. I don't, I don't care. To be fair. To be fair, Barbara doesn't actually have to ever come into existence in this timeline. But that, that, that's true, but at the same time, if she does not, then then Barbara Keen was a complete waste of my time. Um, don't don't was, make her Barbara Keen's daughter, because she wasn't in uh, post-crisis Barbara Keen's daughter. I mean, yeah, yeah, like, Bar- 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 can never she's not the only, the only mother of Barbara Keen, Bar- or Barbara yeah. Gordon. Yeah. I mean, Which I, I made that argument at one time because she's so focused about the timeline. I'm like, it does. It honestly doesn't matter anymore. Also, it is an alternate universe. Barbara Gordon's mother could be someone else, and it could even just have a different name completely. It could be like, yeah, it could have a completely different name. It doesn't even matter. That's, I mean, I that's how Elseworlds well, works, I, I, right? I think the, well, the thing about it is, is that like we want it to be like kind of more akin to canon because what we've had to deal with so so far has not been good. Why? This show has been terrible to you, oh, and then you want it to be like closer to canon. I just, I'm just letting it go now. Yeah, and, and... It, yeah, the, yeah. It's funny because I feel like over the years I have come on here, I have been where Jan is at right now, and you guys have just been saying, "No, no, we could, we could do this, and they could do that, and we can make it yeah, work, no. guys." Yeah, no, no, dude, no, it's no. it's too far gone, and honestly, I don't really like at this point, I. I hate to say this, but I honestly could care less is how what they do with the thirteen episodes, the last thirteen episodes, because you know now there's rumors that they could do a time jump, 
uh, try to move everything forward. And it's like, well, then what was the whole point? I mean, like, obviously, knowing that the fifth season's their last season, they're not going to be able to do maybe what they wanted to do. And if they have half as many episodes to do it in, they're not going to be able to do what they intended to do. I will say that it's kind of sucks because what they were alluding to with the no man's land and setting up the territories at the end of this episode was probably something that I'm most excited for because no man's land is one of my favorite comic stories. But if the extent of it only ever becomes, well, they just have their territories and then there's like gang wars and, and like, if that's all it ends up being, then there's not really a reason why I care. But I mean, like, and knowing that there's only 13 episodes and knowing that the focus has to become on become Bruce becoming Batman, I don't know that it's even worth getting into the entire No Man's Land because at this point, it's like, well, we could get into it, but it's going to be this like shell of what it could be because they're only going to be able to focus on it for so long before moving on to something else. And the thing is, like, I don't like it just is annoying because. I mean, obviously, if they had a full season of 22 episodes and they were coming back, it'd be a little bit. Obviously, they could do a lot more. But honestly, if they have less episodes to deal with, maybe they'll be a little bit more focused. Maybe there will be a little bit tighter storylines and things like that. But I feel like the No Man's Land stuff is going to disappear. If they do do a time jump, I'm not necessarily opposed. I was more interested in, like, before the season finale aired, there was this interview that was done where John Stevens was going on and on about how, oh, all of our characters, it's going to be like a reboot, and it's going to be like a reset at the end of the season. And Yeah, people it, took that one out of context. Yeah, well, the problem is, like, what was exactly he, what would, exactly was he talking about, other than, like, certain characters being shot, presumed dead, potentially coming back to life, but that's already happened in other seasons, so it's not like it's... <laughs> Every I think he meant that the premises like that of the happen. show was going to be like resets. Like Gotham was like the 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 premise and everything, you know, like like a reboot in that sense. And it, it's a buzzword, you know, meant to get headlines, and it got the headlines. And I heard right. someone. The problem is that I feel like he said that with the intent of let me say that. Okay, here's you have to know a little bit of the TV history. Fox for the last couple of years has has this weird tendency to have shows like that are on the bubble. They like pitch something super drastic for another season, and then Fox is like, "Okay, we'll give you one more season. You're going to get less episodes, but you're going to get one more season because we like what you pitched us." Uh, the the most recent one was last year with they did this with New Girl which is uh, a 30-minute sitcom on Fox that last year was on the bubble, was presumed to get canceled. Actually, at one point, uh, certain cast members were saying that the show was canceled. And then suddenly, at the very last minute, uh, it comes out that they pitched Fox this idea where they were going to jump ahead like three years in time and pick up where the characters would be three years in time. So Fox greenlights a new season. It ends up being only eight episodes rather than 13 episodes from the previous season. The show airs and Fox does this weird thing where they air back to back episodes. So the show's only on the air for like four weeks blowing through these episodes. And then the, you know, it shows the, they basically to put this in perspective, because I watched the show, uh, the one episode they got engaged, the next episode they were getting married. 
because they were blowing through time so quickly just to get to where they wanted to go. And the thing is, like, there's nothing wrong with that. But immediately when he said the words reboot in that interview about how the characters are going to be reset and, you know, Gotham is going to be in a completely different place and it only must be like, you know, certain characters are in a completely different place than they were before. I immediately thought to myself he was saying that because Fox loves stuff like that they love having characters completely reboot and having things jump ahead in time and because they've done this and it's this isn't the only show that's just i when last year when they did this with new girl they made i was reading this article at the time that was talking about like a couple different shows that they had done this to and they brought other shows back focusing on different times like i know they brought prison break and 24 back and they jumped ahead in time and they had nothing to do with some of the other stuff they've done it with x-files fox is this they've done it with wayward pines there's a lot of shows that they've done this with so the immediate thing what i thought was well he's saying this because those kind of things will get fox to say you know what okay we'll, we'll give you a final season to wrap all your story stuff up and lo and behold not only does it get announced that it's coming back for another season, but it's coming back for a final season, too. And it was almost like reminiscent of a year ago with another show. So the thing is, like, my concern is it, because the other part of that announcement was, oh, it's getting another season. It's going to be the final season was we're going to get Bruce to be Batman. And it, that was like a big sticking point with this, and which means the show has to basically overhaul their focus because the majority of the show focuses on the villains and not a whole lot of i mean like gordon was a huge focus he still is a huge focus but i mean the majority of it is gordon dealing with a massive amount of villains on a weekly basis i mean that's that's basically what the show has become over the last couple seasons so the thing is like the show has to overhaul if it's going to focus on Bruce becoming Batman and not just here. Uh, Lucius made this suit for you and actually has a bat call now because you mentioned something about bats. Like they're going to have to overhaul. And the thing is, like the idea of potentially them doing a time jump. I mean, it's going to mean certain characters. There might not even be room for them in the next season. But the way this season ended, it's just. They're gonna. It'll be like the first episode comes back. You see the fallout of No Man's Land, and then all of a sudden they'll do the time jump. But yeah. I was. I was. Uh, like, I think a time jump would be. Uh, I was pretty happy. You want to go, or do you want me? Well, I was. I was, I was pretty happy that like they announced. If that's what we're talking about, I, I, that they that they announced like like the next season's the last one because I thought, thank God they're not going to drag this crap out and they can kind of because so they've 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 fast paced so much character into many of the like all the villains that there's no reason to drag this show out like smallville so like i was very relieved when i heard that like okay it's going to continue but it's going to be one last season and shorter um i had nothing but positive feelings on that i know that like josh was kind of grappling strangling with his feelings i know that uh it doesn't it may, it may not make more sense for like other characters but like myself i was like um very like like, like my stress was set at ease at that news personally <laughs> i I like. I'm disappointed because I think that next season has a lot of potential. Because someone brought up that like it was going to be like a more like a Walking Dead type post-apocalyptic world thing. Yeah, and I was right. like, oh, that would be fun to play with um, with No Man's Land, and I and I love No Man's Land too. Yeah, sorry, um, they're not going to have the budget to do that. I'll yeah, pull that I, off. I I don't think that. Oh, just 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 make all the sets seem deserted. I mean, it's it's all about a, it. It's all about how the, what they do with what they have. Um, I don't think that they're going to do a time skip until more towards the end. Like maybe it, like yeah, there might be like a six months later or one year later at the beginning of the season. 
But I think that the time skip will be in, like, the last scene. Kind of like how Smallville did, like, they showed seven years later. Um, I don't think it's going to take... There's a lot you can do in 13 episodes, and I, I, I'm pretty confident that they'll be able to get these characters where they need to be, because they've kind of been grinding the finish line. Like, at the beginning of this last season, Bruce was, like, wearing a Batman costume without ears and a cape, and doing Batman stuff. I know, for God's he was sake. Constant, he was constantly getting rescued by Alfred, but, you know, like... I think that they're... Like, Selena Kyle is Catwoman, if, if she can walk. Um... You know, she Bruce, needs a Bruce bit more of a cat fetish, I think. Yeah, personally. yeah. I mean, and heck, Goran could become commissioner at the first episode of the next season because the entire hey. Gotham City. Hey, she got bit by cats. It's fine. Hey, that's true. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot I mean, about that. Did that that did happen, right? <laughs> yeah, she yeah. got bit by cats. Like, let her get bit by cats. Jesus but yes, she got bit by cats. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not saying that they can't get the characters to where they need them to go, but it's just. At this point, do I care or want them to get to the characters to where they need to go? I well, how here's would the you thing: have them end it. Well, I, honestly, I could care less. I thought the show was going to get canceled after this season, but hey, <laughs> um, when we were arranging been a this, very like very bad place to end it. <laughs> when we were arranging this months ago, Justin's like, "Well, I can't come on for this episode, but I'll come on for the series finale," and I was like. Don't you mean season finale? And Dustin's like, ha ha ha, we'll see. <laughs> no, because I was watching the ratings, because I pay attention to ratings, and ratings for this season were not very good at all. I mean, like, honestly, I would not be surprised if this show does not come back until, like, March of next year. And it'll, like, fill in the time gap of some other show that came back in January or something like that. Well, it's um, it's once football's over, that's when it'll come back. Yeah, because uh, there was a huge calling of a lot of shows. It wasn't just this show. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, and it, it was mostly like I, I shared that article on TBU, and like, and they talked about it more. And I think it was the Hollywood Reporter, but it was like football cleared the rank. But the, the Nielsen's haven't been good. But like Fox has said that they like how Gotham has handled Thursday nights for them because they get sm- uh, strong mail demos, and that their streaming numbers are like really, really big. So, yet yeah, it's not a blockbuster show. It's not like bringing in like you know the big, big, big numbers. But Fox has been happy with the performance but you know not happy enough to like guarantee it a spot on the schedule but they they haven't been dissatisfied you know there's there's other numbers they were looking at at least that's what the optimist in me is saying (laughs) yeah i uh i'm I'm sure to a degree that they they were happy with some of it i mean part of it also is that let's let's put this in perspective warner brothers is making the show so it's not as if Fox has got, you know, a lot of – they obviously are paying a, a good chunk of money. The Part of uh, one of the articles I read before the show got renewed was that if they get to 100 episodes, that's that means the show can go into syndication, which I thought used to be less than 100, but, what do I, but I guess it, it, it's gone up or something. But if it goes into syndication, then, then obviously Warner Brothers can go sell it as reruns to some other network to, to air – and there was a the, part of it was that if Fox renewed it just for the 13 episodes, that'll push it to 101 episodes, which gets it to where it goes. So the Warner Brothers could potentially give Fox a discount on the licensing fees for the characters for the next season just so they get to that that syndication level that they need to get to. So that way the show can go out there and you know find a second home after the fact to air reruns. I'm not sure how many networks out there are buying 
I mean, other than like the the Law and Order stuff and some of the Chicago shows, I don't even know of any. Yeah, TV's different now. People's, yeah, TV's very different. different. Yeah. So I mean, like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, like, the other part of it is there's also word that like there's certain regions of the world that some shows do better in than others. Um, I know that some of the shows that got canceled. Uh, not not necessarily a Fox show, but there was another show um, that was Brooklyn canceled. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh wait, no. Brooklyn Nine Nine was picked up by NBC, but the, but there was a show, later. Designated Survivor, uh, on ABC. There was word from the series creators that they were actually looking to get a different country network to pick it up because the show does remarkably well in like Canada, and I was like. Yeah. Okay, I mean, I guess if the show does really well somewhere else, Wait, and then and there's a show about an that somebody else does well pick it up. Yeah, I no. Yeah, and uh, I did look this up because I was curious. Fox uh, Gotham does get like stronger ratings than like um, Legends, Flash, uh, Riverdale, like a lot of these other shows. But the difference is like CW has lower. I, I don't want to make. I don't want to make it sound like I'm hating CW. We talked like, about this network, uh, two years ago. No, it, but, but it is yeah, a CW on, on thing. network like CW. Like you need lower ratings to kind of survive. And also, I think that those shows might get stronger streaming ratings than Gotham because Riverdale definitely gets like Riverdale's ratings. I checked; they were like extremely, extremely low. But that show is super popular, so I think that like you know, it's, yeah, it's not just straight system. about. It's not just straight ratings. It also there's social media ratings too. Like when a show is on. How much are people talking about the show? And like in general, like I know a lot of the CW shows, whether it be Legends, Arrow, Riverdale, a lot of those shows over the years, like people talk about those shows. Like Supernatural is going into like their thirteenth or fourteenth season. Fourteenth, yeah. and that show is yeah, and and the like. I don't watch the show. It's on Friday nights, but it gets good enough ratings where it just keeps coming back year after year after year. I mean, at this point, it's going to end up being like CW's longest running show because it just keeps coming back. And like, clearly it's doing well, even though the ratings are just like, you know, just average, but like for the network, it's, it's good. I mean, the thing is CW does have lower rating standards and part of it is it's not as big of, it's not, it's not a giant broadcast network. Um, now, see, the thing is, I live in a region where CW used to be a it used to be episodes that aired on another network. So basically, like you'd have a network. It was called WGN. WGN. It was it was WGN all day long, and then at seven o'clock at night, it would turn into the CW for two hours, and then they would go back to being WGN at nine o'clock, and that's what it was. And then last fall, they changed it, where suddenly all of the CW shows. WGN didn't want CW shows on and weren't going to pay the money to have them on. So this like secondary Fox network actually paid for the CW shows to be on their secondary channel in the, in the region. And then all of those shows migrated over to this secondary Fox network where it's, it's basically like, it's called my TV or something like that. And then during, um, during the seven to eight or seven to nine o'clock hours, it, it turns into CW. It's just like the other one. But the thing is, like, if that happens all across in different regions and different regions promote the stuff differently, it's always going to be different. Back when it used to be WGN, there was always times where sports would preempt it. Like if there was a Chicago Bulls or Chicago Cubs or Chicago White Sox game, they would preempt and they would air the game rather than the show. And then you'd end up either having the show like, 
they'd play the show on the weekends or they played at like two o'clock in the morning. Like if you had a DVR, it's still recorded, but like that all factors into the ratings too, because the ratings go na- nationwide. And if there's certain regions that aren't airing it, then it, that becomes a problem too. So yeah. Any thoughts on, uh, like Jeremiah? I mean, uh, he didn't really do much that he didn't do in like the last few weeks. I did kind of get like a little bit of a, as much as Roz was deep in this episode, it was kind of cool seeing like Roz Al Ghul, the Joker, and like Bruce Wayne, like mm-hmm. all in a scene together. Like yeah, it, just, that window yeah. framing, though. There were three window panes, and there were three. I'm just saying that shot could have been done cleaner. Like when Kingpin was standing in front of that uh, white uh, picture in Daredevil, but I was like, I don't know if this was intentional. It probably wasn't, but it's real good. <laughs> I do agree that like I was I thought of like uh, under the red hood because that's the only time I've seen the Joker, Raish, and Batman like, in the same kind of story. So the thought crossed my mind that this is an interesting series of events. Yeah. Yes, I did. I did. <sighs> okay, so I did like that they were in the same scene, but I also felt like there was slight takeaway a slight takeaway because the Joker was being. Uh, I will call him the Joker. I don't care what the WB says. It's, it's Cameron Monaghan and like, and some of the producers have like offhandedly called him the Joker. It's it, it's the Joker. They just yeah. legally. It's Can't like there was a James Bond movie where like he kills off his arch nemesis, but because uh-huh. of like rights issues, they couldn't say that it was Low his film. arch nemesis. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Four years only. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, I did. I did think it I kind of felt that it kind of took away from him and his agency that he was working for Raish and most of that was because Raish has been highly misused this entire season because it's like first he wants to die then he comes back and then he doesn't want to die and then now he has to stay around instead of being like okay Bruce I took care of your problem can you stab me again you spent all that all that time building up to get like stabbed in the first couple of seasons, or the first couple of episodes, and then all of a sudden, well, technically, yeah, first couple of seasons, and then now you're back and you're like, I'm going to turn you into this thing. So it was first I'm going to turn you into the Dark Knight, then it became you're the only one who can kill me, and then it was all like, well, apparently you weren't turned into the Dark Knight, so I have to sit here and make it happen myself. Which if he had said that, like if he had done it that way, it would have made more sense than like Barbara. Mm-hmm. What did you do but, with the gift that I gave you? <laughs> I spent spelunking. Spinning on some blow. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, Jeremiah, I did. Oh, I just love him. Mm-hmm. I don't I even care. I just, I just love him. I don't think he did too much in this uh, episode. No, but he didn't have to. Here's the thing. He made me laugh a few times at the beginning. He's like, "I'd like to press charges against Bruce Wayne's butler. Look what he did to me." Yes, exactly. The thing about major villains is I feel like they don't have to be, like, face-forward all the time. Like, Rachel Gould didn't actually have to get killed. They could have done it in a way where you could, like, hear... Like, you guys hate this stuff. But they could have, like, mentioned him doing stuff, but he's, like, never there. Kind of like they did with Kingpin at the beginning of Daredevil, where it's like, we don't say his name. Mm-hmm. They could have done that throughout the season. And then he doesn't have to be, like, face-first every single episode. Yes, let me sit here and talk about my plans. Because you guys hated that with Fish Mooney, too. Oh, God. Yeah. Falcone is a weak old man. The time is ripe. I remember that. You guys would just make fun of that, like, every single episode. Yeah, and I said that. Because that's what you did. 
but in this case, like, and then even for the Joker, it could have just been kind of like, he didn't have to be in every single episode. Like, you knew he was there, you knew what he was doing, they put him in a place, you knew exactly where he was, which was nice. Uh-huh. But he didn't have to, like, actually do anything. Like, you, he, he was so calm, you'd like, you knew he was doing something. Uh-huh. You knew he was up to something. You knew he had a plan. I don't know. To me, that's just presence. And I, that's all I need from a good villain. I just need presence. I see what you're saying. I, I, when I said he was, he didn't do much, that wasn't so much a complaint as it was sort of an observation. Um, okay. now that Now that the season's over, I don't know how I feel about Jeremiah as the Joker um, because they're really kind of sticking towards this sort of like slow-talking, very kind of methodical, I'm so different than Jerome... <laughs> Kind of interpretation, and I'm wondering where that, where how much room that has to go. Uh, I'm not writing out for just yet, but but I am wanting a little more from him than just different than Jerome. And I do think that like what Josh was saying in the beginning, how he was kind of missing the more manic Joker. I'm at the point now where I was like, well, I mean, even if he can't be called the Joker legally, there should be a reason why he would or might be called the Joker. So I think I'm looking forward to seeing where he goes, because I don't think that the character has been 100% yet. Uh, so that, that'll be interesting. That, that was sort of my thoughts when I see him in this episode. It's like, it's like, there's still some more I would like to see from this character that I don't think uh, they've shown us yet. So maybe they'll show up next season. I don't know. I feel like he's kind of, they're kind of like two sides of the same coin. I mean, they are twins, but they're different, but they're the same. And he's just expressing it like differently. Like, he's always very under, like, even when he's not in control, he's in control of himself, or at least how he's reacting to things. Mm. Unlike Jerome, who was like, I'm just going to be wild and crazy and do what I want. La, 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 la. Jump off the rafters. Blah. And then he's just like, this is my plan. That didn't go as planned. Okay. I have to think this one out. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. But like, but like, but he, he feels like the Joker that you see, uh, planning. I don't know what episode of TAS it was. But the Joker was, like, planning, and Harley was trying to get his attention, and he was, like, very, like, focused. But he's like that all the time. Yeah, bad luck. Thank you. I was like, I wasn't sure if that was that or something else. I just just think that, like, um, in terms of, like, a persona, or or at least in terms of sort of, of like, like a characteristic, there's got to be a reason why he's called the Joker rather than just his face is white. But that might be all all they want to do with it. Yeah, Dustin, you haven't been on for, like, the Jeremiah Jerome stuff, so, like, what, what do you think about this whole twin brother thing and the new... I, well, you did mention earlier in the show. Well, basically, it just comes down to this. I thought that the Jerome stuff was just really annoying. I thought it was ridiculous how he got his face cut off just because that relates back to a storyline that w- that happened in recent years. Um, but, honestly, the reveal of the twin brother... Not a bad, not, I don't think it was horrible. I mean, like, it, it, I, I got interested when they introduced the twin brother because it was kind of like, oh, okay, obviously they're going to go some route with this. Either he's here to get killed or he's here to become something. And then eventually you find out that, well, he's going to become the Joker. And honestly, the version that Jeremiah is compared to who Jerome was is by far, I think, way better. The thing is, like, I like obviously they're very different versions of the same character as there has been various versions of Joker. 
you know, there's the, the, the manic crazy joker, or there's the serious, like, uh, super intelligent focused joker. And that, that they're clearly trying to focus on those two aspects of the joker with these two different versions of the same character. I thought it was fine. I mean, like, quite honestly, I think that the the Jeremiah stuff presents a lot more interesting elements that they could do. I mean, like, there's only so far I would there's only so much I can believe when you're trying to say that someone is is just crazy. But yet they do all this stuff that comes across as like way outside their wheelhouse as far as intelligence goes. I mean, like, yeah, so, so Jeremiah, I think. I mean, definitely the, the 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 last two episodes, the way he was portrayed. I mean, I would not mind whatsoever if he got brought back as you know brought brought back in the final thirteen episodes because I honestly, well, I mean, the other thing is uh, Cameron Mahanigan. He does Monahan. amazing. Monahan, sorry, Monahan. Uh, he, I think he does a great job. I mean, like clearly he has range because he played two different characters very very differently mm-hmm. um even even before he became the joker so i mean like there's actually like three different personas and then four if you count jerome before he went completely cuckoo i mean like there's he, he's he's definitely very talented so i mean like i think that if they were to bring him back i wouldn't be opposed to it now if you were to ask me the same question before they introduced uh, Jeremiah and this other version of Jeremy, you know, the Joker or whatever. I'd probably say I could care less if he came back, but I mean, with this version, I'm probably more interested in the character than I previously was. So the freaks taking over the city at the end. Uh, uh, just any any thoughts on those scenes and on like big bad Beetleborgs, man bad on uh, Stella and Ben as mother and orphan. The only thing I'm glad about is that they, they cut the Lady Shifa scene. I'm, I'm still appalled that she's... It's going to be you, racial you, all over again. You're still going to see her. Uh, yeah, it's going to it. be racial all over again, and it's going to test my might in terms of, like... Can, 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 can I leave this show? She's going to be... Uh, <laughs> she's going to be the next Gordon girl, and then... Everyone's like worried, you Shut know. Shut up! Stop talking! I'm gonna slit your throat. <laughs> okay, that's Roz. just where this. That's just the end of. This. Everyone's like, that's are we gonna see Gordon become the father of Batgirl, and then he impregnates Lady Shiva, who gives birth to Cassandra Kane, and the producers are like, aha, you never specified which Batgirl. Good night, everybody. Kill me now. <sighs> well, I'll say this. I said it earlier. The the actual the final moments of the episode, I think, were. I thought were some of the better ones. The idea of like actually setting up the territories like no man's land. I mean, it definitely puts things in a completely different direction in the sense of like reboot reset, like he hinted at, but not the same. It definitely changes the way things are. The fact that like the GCPD have their little area, the fact that like you've got the sirens, Mr. Freeze, Firefly uh, there, you know, you see these other characters they hint at, they show man bats, they show, uh, mother and an orphan. There's definitely some interesting directions that they could go with the final moments of the episode. Um, even if they didn't have the hint of like mother and orphan and man bat, I think that still just the idea of like the territories and Gotham basically being a legitimate no man's land where the police are slowly trying to take back territory. Like the idea of like uh, a war happening 
without it being just like the gang wars that we've seen so many times in this in the show where it's basically like let's have one side line up on one side of the street let's have the other side line up on the other side of the street okay let's just shoot each other and see who ends up lasting none of the main characters are going to get hit but hey it'll all be good by the end i mean like i think that aspect of the show could be really interesting i just knowing that there's only 13 episodes i just don't see it actually going in a way where it's actually going to like use utilize that aspect of the story the way they could so mm-hmm. uh so one thing about orphan that people have been saying online and i was totally like oh my gosh you know like stop it people that that's everyone was saying that it was like oh it's obviously martine and i just rolled my eyes at that but then the more i thought of you haven't heard you haven't heard people say this i don't follow this stuff i just watch the show oh yeah that's right yeah you, you didn't see it until right yeah people have been saying that like it's martine as like very as a matter of factly and i'm like okay no it's not and obviously it's not the same actor um, like and and I double checked that like it's it's not that actor but you know we have a different scarecrow and a different firefly than originally but the more people said that I, I I've actually given it a second thought and I was like you know what maybe that is him because that is a very specific character design like the you know the kind of Mar- he has Martin's like build Martin's wardrobe and Martin's hair a little bit and but it's a small he- boy. Yeah, but 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 there's lots of variants of small boys, you know, like. You're a teeny bit garbly. I don't know if it's your reception. It's my Gordon. <laughs> there you go. Hey guys, it's Ben. So the listeners haven't uh, seen you uh, for since the middle of the season. So what have you thought about what's happened in the last few? Well, the last few episodes it's been pretty fun like what do you think of some of the recent developments like jared like since you've been gone it's been jeremiah yeah uh, the death of jerome and uh (laughs) and barbara is the new leader of the league of shadows yeah uh, there's one thing that i'm a little confused about so if you're probably uh, not the only one is dead and he didn't give the demon fist back to barbara then that would mean that, yeah, if he didn't give the demon fist back to Barbara, then who has a demon fist? Well, he said before he died that, like, it wasn't working properly, and then Barbara said, oh, you think that I still have a little bit of it? Like, did you catch that line? Yeah, I did. But, like, does he just have, like, 10% of the demon fists? I don't know, but that thing obviously isn't working too well because, you know, it let himself get stabbed by Bruce and Barbara together, and um, Barbara yeah. doesn't... That, that That is a good question. Um, some people have not liked that storyline, others it different, so some, some people want them to just ignore Barbara's oracle powers, like, next year. Because when they said make Barbara oracle, that's not the Barbara, and that's not the oracle that they meant. Uh-huh. But, yeah, so, and what do you think of, like, them bringing back Roz only to, like, kill him again two episodes later? So, yeah, he just has absolutely no plot influence at all. Like, we know Jerome's crazy. We don't need Rachel Ghoul. So, Rachel Ghoul, it's weird because he has pretty much no point at all in the storyline at this point. Like, he's just there to tell Jeremiah to do some crazy stuff, and Jeremiah's crazy. We don't need... Uh, Rachel Gould to make him even crazier. He's just there for little to no reason. 
Do you think that Jeremiah's crazy? Yes. <laughs> he keeps on saying that he's not and that his brother's the crazy one. Yeah, and he keeps on blowing things up. Yeah, well, name one crazy thing that he's done. <laughs> he's killed a mayor. Well, that was Roz. If those things are bombs, then why the heck is Lucius Fox like, Hey guys, I brought one of these bombs that into the GCBD to power it. Don't worry, Jerome's still out there somewhere who could hijack it at any moment. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> Lol. Have you ever seen the meme on the internet, Top 10 Anime Betrayals? No. You never see, like, people, like, do these, like, photoshops, like, Top 10 Anime Devs. Okay, so... <laughs> Would you consider Penguin's Betrayal of Butch a top ten anime betrayal, and did you see it coming? Uh, yes, it didn't happen the way we thought it would. If... Wait, have you shared your theory with the viewers? Yeah, 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 I, I, I've been share- I think I shared my theory. My theory was that he was going to kill, have Butch kill Tabitha in, like, Grundy By mode. making him stupid again. Yeah. <laughs> and then actually fixing him and making him kill himself. Oh, but- that's dark, but yeah. <laughs> Probably a side effect. I don't think Butch is dead. Well, they can always... But if you remember that scene after Butch died, where he said, so what did the penguins... Like, something along the lines of, so what did the penguins say? Make them as normal as possible, or something like that. But he was talking about uh, Lee Enigma, which is another weird thing. <laughs> oh yeah, I think that one person that went up to the boys leap. I don't know why, I just think it is. Wait, you think that one person what? You know, like that one person that walked up to the boy that I... I think that boy is Martin, and I think the person that walked up to that boy is Lee. Ooh, wow. So you think Lee went full-on serial killer. So, they released the names of those characters, their mother and orphan. I don't think that it's Martin, but at the same time, there's nothing to say that it's not either. Um... I don't think that they credited the actor, but they could have just gotten a stunt double and get the real actor back last year. I was joking that it was you and Stella, because, like, people were saying that they wanted you and Stella back for the season finale of the podcast, so I was like, okay, there you go. It's Stella and Ben hacking up people. And- yeah, like, so um, so those people, it's Mother and Orphan, and then you saw Man Bat. That was another new character. Oh, yay! That's a great storyline! Are you being sarcastic? No, that's actually a good storyline. <laughs> it's just, it's going to be fun watching how it plays out in Gotham. <laughs> and um, they were supposed to have another person, but the scene got cut, and it was Lady Shiva, who's uh, Cassandra Kane's uh, mother, and she's a martial artist who helped train Batman and some of the Robins. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm like, Lady Shiva, I've heard that, oh, okay. Has, like, the forbidden move in the Lego Batman movie. Oh, no, she was in... You know what? She was in your uh, sister's Lego superhero... Not Lego super... She was in the DC Superhero Girls movie. She, yeah, she talked about, like, you know, I fought ninjas with my pinky toe or something, and then they invited her over for Christmas. Which, like, that's why Donovan and I thought that that scene was funny, because, like, Lady Shiva in the comics would not go over to, like, Supergirl's house for Christmas at all. But... Okay, well, this is DC Superhero Girls. Holy coincidence, in person. Do you think anyone that died in the finale is going to stay dead? I think one or two people have to die. I think that Butch is staying dead. I don't think that we're going to see Roz again, which I'm really, really, really disappointed in, especially because he just came back. Um, I think that Lee <laughs> and Nygma are coming back. Which, what did you... Okay, I... 
Actually, I'm not going to tell you what I think about this part yet, so I, I want you to tell me what you think, so that way you're not influenced by my opinion. What have you thought uh, of Lee and Nygma as a couple this season? Absolutely horrible. How, like, why did you, re- like, Lee was a great character, she was doing great things, and then Nygma. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> you get to live a few uh, years longer. <laughs> and, yeah, and she keeps on saying, I'm not the same Lee, I'm not the same Lee. Uh, well, I like the same Lee. Can you be her again? What did you- <laughs> yeah. And what did, what did you think about their breakup? That was funny. Fun? I think I might have missed, like, a minute of that. But, like, I, I think I might have, like, looked off. Or, like, the audio cut out for a little bit of it. And then I saw them stab each other. And I'm like, oh. No, you didn't miss anything. They just, they, they just stabbed each other straight up. Oh. Okay, gosh, I thought I missed something. And he's like, no, 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 you didn't miss anything, that's just crazy, and, um, just FYI, you know, that I never want to hear that you handle your adult relationships that way, so. (laughs) Yeah, makes sense. Edward Nygma is not a role model for love. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, let's see. So, what, one of his, quote-unquote, a best friends blew up one of his loves then his the other love he killed because he thought he was insane and he loved too much and then his third love he just killed because she didn't want to do stuff with him oh wait huh weird the the first and last loves ended the exact same way and that's what lee said to him she's like i always knew you were gonna kill me and he says no i no i won't as he stabs her like like, dude, you're holding a knife and sneaking up on her right now. Like, you're kind of proving her right. Uh, I have a question for next season's finale. As you know, and... Okay, so last season is the final season. Uh, does it mean, like, on Fox? Do you think it's on... Do you think they'll ever carry the show over onto um, the DC streaming service? I don't think that... Now, I thought that... A few months ago, they might have done that, but now I think that their plans completely changed because they're going to take... The rumor is 13 episodes, but 13 is not confirmed. But the writers are completely changing the script, and they're going to wrap up the series. So, yeah, even if, the, even if the DC streaming service would say, like, okay, you know, you guys want to come on for a, a victory lap? You want to do another season? It's The show will have already, like, concluded its story by then, so... Unless a bunch of deals are made at the last minute, I, I, don't, I don't see... Now, the DC streaming service might carry the back catalog, but I don't see them doing new episodes. I think they're going to... The writers are changing the script for next season so that they can, like, finish it up. What do you think the show needs to do in, in 13 episodes to wrap up? Like, what do you want to see them do before they end? Make Bruce Batman. So, have a bat signal. They kind of already teased the bat signal in the very end. Mm-hmm. On, like, that last little put. Have Batman. Have Alfred. Just kidding, though. <laughs> wow. Well, we all, we did last season for, like, five minutes. If he dies again, he could join the same club that Butch and uh, Roz and uh, Jerome are in called the I Died Twice Club. Because Jerome's, <laughs> Jerome's died twice. Butch has died twice. Um, Roz has died twice. Nygma's died twice, technically, kind of. Um, what was his first time? He was frozen, that's why I said technically, kinda. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't call that a death, like, because he was alive in there, but, yeah, it's... 
Kind of. Are there any villains that you think we should see in the last year? The Joker and Harley Quinn. Well, we have the Joker, and for crying out loud, no Harley Quinn on this show. We don't need Harley Quinn on this show. Reddit will just go crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you feel any sadness for Butch's death? No. Why not? I don't know. I felt a little sad for him, but, uh... Oh, and another thing, too, um... What do you think of uh, Barbara's uh, new mission? Yeah, that'll be fun. Like, like, do you think it makes sense? Destroy all, like, like her anger? Yes and no. Like, so most major problems are going to come from the people in power. It was, a co- it was just a coincidence that everybody that was in power was a man. I, I think Barbara just has no self-awareness anymore. <laughs> I know, Barbara's a psycho. She probably is. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think at this point that's established. And any other thoughts on the finale or next season? Robin in the final episode. Robin needs to be born, like Tim Drake. Wait, so we're gonna skip Dick and uh, Jason? Dick and Jason are way older. And wasn't like the girl in that episode? Um, wasn't the girl in that episode pregnant? Um. You're talking about, we did meet Dick Grayson's parents in season one. They weren't pregnant, but they talked about, hey, maybe we'll name a kid after you, Gordon, you know, and then, like, the wife is like, ha or not. So, yeah, I mean, maybe there's a toddler Dick Grayson in a circus right now. And maybe there's, maybe there's a baby Jason uh, stealing tires. And you got, like, because you're way older than Tim, like, what, Tim's 10, and they're, like, 18 around the time that Tim gets recruited in. Batman's... Oh, gosh. I actually have no clue how old people are whenever things happen. Well, honestly, Never mind. Age, age, age means nothing in this show, because, like, Harvey Dent is usually Bruce's age, and he's a full-grown adult, you know, here, so... And, yeah. and we haven't seen him. Um, I'd like to see Harvey Dent in the last season. Um, I want them to bring the Bruce clone back and figure out, you know, what they're gonna do with him, uh... Do you think Davi Mazzao's the actor is ready to become Batman? Like, if he wore a Batman suit tomorrow, would that work for you, or would you feel that this Bruce still has more work to do? It could actually make sense if they did have him in, like, the first episode for the next season. Like, they could pull, like, a six-months-later thing, and, like, the city still be done. They can have, like, kind of him, like, trying to strike fear into people to actually make them behave and not be absolute terrorists. And the only way he figured to do that was by wearing a Batman suit. One way that they could implement the thing onto the streaming website is if they did, like, a kind of a two years later thing, like, where Bruce is fully Batman and, like, kind of, yeah. And, like, he's actually going on Batman. Also, Bruce needs to say, because I'm Batman once. What do you think? Maybe that could be the last line of the show. (laughs) <laughs> that would be great. This has been Ben, and I'm out. And now, back to they could have given him a different kind of dress and a different kind of, you know, like, hair thing. Um, and, and remember, you know, as, like, sweet and innocent as Martine seems, in his first episode, he was about to light a kid's backpack on fire. And, like, he was He was taught all... to stab properly, too. He was, and he was all too happy. He was very, very into that. He wasn't like, oh, I don't know about this. He was... He was very into that. So, 
I'm wondering if the producers are intending on this being Martin, or, like, they didn't put a notepad around his neck, so that way they could just decide next season if they want, like, to reveal it is. And then, that gives it kind of a connection, the Penguin, you know, which could be interesting. Um, so, yeah, do you, do you guys think that it might be him, or is this a he new He was character? way smaller than Martin, wasn't he? He looked, uh, like, way younger. Martin looked like he was about to hit puberty. I, I didn't think it was Martine. All I kept thinking was, as I saw the boy, was how does this little boy turn into David Kane? That's all I kept thinking. <laughs> time wise, time wise, it just it doesn't. David Kane's supposed to be older than Bruce Wayne, oh, but whatever. Unless you're going to say Cassandra Kane, how does this little boy turn into Cassandra Kane? He, Hugo no, Strange, no. you know, <laughs> conducts an experiment on him. Yeah, changes his race. And that's his that's really the downfall of this show is the fact that like literally any kind of variance can be explained by Hugo Strange comes in contact with them. Look, Hugo Strange is a perfect human being. Who can bring I, back the dead. I, I, can bring back the dead, modify those who are alive, you know. I think he's brought back most of the characters in the show. He brought back Galavan, he brought back Fish. Um, I don't think he brought back Jerome, but he's going to bring back Lee and Riddler. Actually, wasn't Jerome in um, Indian Hill? He was. Yeah, uh, uh, Cameron Monaghan talked about that on Twitter, that that's supposed to be like a Jerome clone, and like, if you want to imagine that he becomes the Joker, you can, but that it, they're not going to follow up on it. Really? I'm, I'm looking at this orphan scene right now, and he is about Martin's height, um, and he... I think you just really want him to be Martin. Just Maybe. like he wants Harper and Alvarez to be together. <laughs> just like yeah, they want like, Butch and Tabitha to be <laughs> <laughs> Shame what on a- Alvarez cheating on his wife that he never mentions, which <laughs> which he did mention in the very first episode, but he didn't and pay he- attention to the character. But he mentioned that he cheated on her too, so there's that. Like him and Bullock have a conversation. Like I'm gonna, I'm not gonna cover for you with your wife anymore. And he's like, "Oh, Bullock, you don't mean that, do you?" I was like, "Whoa." I mean, it- he could be covering for him for other stuff that's not adultery, but yeah. I want to talk Handling. about. I want. I want to talk about the uh, the uh, the bat signal scene. Yeah, um, yeah. That that would be. Um, yes. I'm, I'm kind of done with the. Are, are you guys all done with the freaks? Because we could end it on a yeah, bat cares? signal. Yeah. Yeah, because that's really there's really nothing to talk about. Like they divvied up the city. Um, and I'm actually interested to like. I love the whole like. I want a ring of fire ten feet tall. I was like, yes. <laughs> I could have done ten song parodies for this episode if I wanted really to because there was have. there there was so you much. Only like, did seven. You know, yeah, <laughs> I considered doing a fourth one, you know, earlier today, but I was like, who has the time? <laughs> well, um, okay, so like they they do the whole thing where Bruce is literally beating up random guys and says, "Where's the Je- where's Jeremiah?" And he's, and he's like, I don't know. Tell him I'm looking for him. Then, then punches him out. Then like just walks off like a badass and sees the signal in the sky. So teleports to Gordon. Okay. No, no, you forget. He looks up at it slowly and meaningfully. And I was like, <laughs> Okay, so my first reaction, my very first reaction was very similar to my reaction when Joseph Gordon-Levitt was revealed to be Robin at the end of Dark Knight Rises. In that initially, I thought, that is so on the nose. That is such cheap fan service. Oh, oh God! But over time, in the next, in the days that followed, I was thinking about it again and again and again. To now, I'm like, I really, really wish that wasn't so awesome. <laughs> that was, and I think it's because of the music. Because 
when you see like the light in the sky, the music is, is like done, and then we see like Ben McKenzie on the on the roof of the DCBD. It's like dun 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 dun, and I'm like, damn it, that really plays. <laughs> I wish that wasn't so cool. Quite honestly, it would have worked perfectly if it was a series finale. Right, yeah. In some ways, because it, 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 again, it was it was filmed as, as though it could could have been. No, there's no way it could end on this with freaking barbecue and power. <laughs> well, and it, Bruce has to become Batman. Like you, you can't deprive. I, I remember when we first went to that Comic Con, and Davi was like, "I sure hope I get to become Batman, and that the show lasts long enough for me to become Batman." Like, let, let the kid wear a Batman suit for the final Please. episode. That's all I want. Yeah, until yeah. you find out that they they will do that, but it's not going to be him wearing the bat suit. That's more that messed up. That, 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 that would be cruel. But they he, he's CGI not his mouth into this. the cowl. <laughs> so they technically, were, he would be wearing the suit. They reverse Henry Cowell him. Cowell him. Look, he's, look, he's guys, taller guys, than Alfred. Just remember the difference between Taylor Lautner and Twilight and uh, Sharp Boy and Lava Girl. No Eclipse. Oh, because. <laughs> One one movie he was like tiny. Next he was swole. Davi has time. <laughs> he, <laughs> Davi he doesn't has have. Time. He doesn't have enough time. Sorry, he just. He Dude, they did that over. A, he did that over a summer. Yeah, he is. He he is tiny. Yeah, let's be clear though. Like Taylor Lautner was also much older than David. Or uh, Davi. Well, no, 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 because Davi was. No, he was seventeen. Yeah, he's he 17. was seventeen when he bulked up. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, like, Taylor Lautner was was a teenager when he did those movies. Mm-hmm. It is possible. Some people just their bodies, you know, like can't grow certain ways. Like this might be Davi Mazzaz's body type. Like he might he might not be able to put all the muscles on it. But at this yeah, point, he can't become like, Fat Man like uh, Christian Bale did. Oh boy! Wow. You that? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be picky about. I want my Batman to be more buff or whatever. Because you know what? He is already taller than most of the cast members. Yeah, he's not also, as Michael muscular. Michael Keaton wasn't buff either. Yeah, he's not as muscular. Yeah, but Dobby is small. I'm actually thinking but, more like, of like, like Iron skinny. Fist, where like um, yeah. what's the actor's name? Finn Jones. Finn Jones. Where like uh, as much as Jen and I hated that show, they genuinely did not give that actor enough time to train or learn anything or get in shape. I think Tommy Mazzaus has had honestly the entire show to kind of like, especially now that he's 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 his body is in a way where like it will gain muscle if he wants it to. Like 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 when you're when you're that age, you can you can work out and like. If not be big and buff, he can at least be toned and and and, and cut. He can. Um, well, the plus side that he's got going for him is the be. the plus side that he's got going for him is over the past few years he's had a massive growth spurt. Yeah. So at least he's not like you know a, a small little boy anymore. I was worried about that. Yeah, but yeah, he's he's definitively taller he's than Jimmy. He's not small anymore. He's not small. He's swole. He's, uh, he's not swole. He's he's still thin. He's thin. Well, it was oh, it was it was funny when like um he was like Bruce, you're not supposed to be here. Neither are you. And I think I, that, I might be mistaken, but is that the first time that Gordon has like just said, "All right, whatever, you're fighting crime with me." Like he's he's talking to him like as though he's a cop. I have no idea what's in Gotham City, but I'll fight them with my gun. And like uh, as you know, they're talking very very um, forebodingly. And I, I had a, I, I honestly, I had a problem with like when when Bruce said, "I remember the night we met." And you told me this. It's like he should have said, "I remember what you told me that night my parents died," because that's the night his parents died. Like, the hell is he thinking? Well, he just he classifies things as, as very different than most people. 
But also, like, my meet, he, my first meeting with you was way more important than anything else that happened that night. <laughs> yeah. But also, he's also done like the he's gone through a whole bunch of stuff to get over his parents' deaths. I mean, he's not going to get over get over it, but like it's not even what's driving him, which is what they they re- I guess. I don't. I he don't never agree. says like I need to honor my parents by doing this. He's always all like. This is what I need to be. This is me, 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 me. I, 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 I. <laughs> what was my dad building in his basement with all of these monsters? Yeah, exactly. They never actually talk. They stopped talking about his parents so long ago. That is true, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I, even if it's, if it's a different Bruce Wayne, I don't buy that, like, I remember the he, night we met, killed, it was any other night. He killed Rachel Ghoul, and that was, like, the end of that arc. I don't care. Like, then Rachel Gould came back, and it wasn't like God. I did not get. There was no time for like I didn't actually get revenge on my parent. When my parents killed her because he came back. I don't. I don't think you can justify. Well, him that's, that's kind of what his teenage rebellion thing was because like he was like I killed the murder of my parents and I feel empty. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Like but, after but that, when he came back and he found a purpose, it wasn't like. Well, no, I can do something about this. But like I mean, I mean, like it's it's the night that's defined his life. Like whether he's whether he like you know the the initial person or not, the night we met is not any other night. So I, I, I feel that like prioritizing him meeting Gordon over his parents' death, that that feels that, wrong. That, uh, it was it was yeah, convenient. Yeah, but let's always show. remember. Let's always remember. For some reason, uh, you know, Gordon is the star of the show. And everything revolves around Gordon, so him them meeting is more important than Bruce Wayne's parents dying. Jan, you can say whatever you want. No, I'm not going to change my mind on this. In the context, <laughs> in the context of this shit, I'm mean, just talking about the writers and how they think. Yeah. I, you you heard how like like uh, I am about it. <laughs> I'm just like uh, this is probably what they were thinking. About it, about the it. Night, the night you changed my life, Gordon. Gordon, <laughs> Gordon from Planet Nine. Exactly. That, that signal scene has grown on me. Yeah, I at didn't first... even, that didn't even register. I was just like, "Look at you guys! Look at you! You got the light in the sky! Y'all talking on the rooftops! Yay!" It also kind of like like like, like like uh, plants into the ground the fact that like there's no way Gordon can't know he's Batman once he does become Batman, which is fine. I mean, I don't care. Yeah, at, at, at this point, I'm I'm okay with that. He'll just like, and you could do it kind of like year one style, where he pretends not to know because he can't know. You also have to remember that this Gordon, the Gordon for this TV show, would basically hunt Batman down to find out who he is. There would be no, it would be relentless. He would it, shoot Batman. Which it would yeah, be Michael Keaton because like Michael Keaton got shot mere all the episodes time ago as Batman. Yeah, exactly. It, he would just be like, I don't know who you are, but I'm going to find you. Just like that whole thing with um, uh, that whole panel where Batman is all like, I don't know who you are, but I will hunt you down. Like, basically figure out who you are, like, to Santa Claus. To Santa Claus? I don't know if I missed that. You haven't seen that one? I post it every year for Christmas. Oh, I, I think I've seen that. So, uh, so, so the FoodCon critic says for the next episode. Oh yeah, the FoodCon critic says for the next episode, 2020. You know, <laughs> Lee and Nigma's brains get switched. You know, because that's what Strange does. So Corey Michael Smith wakes up in the body of Marina Bikaran. You know, find out what 
but hijinks ensue. This has been the most enjoyable season and the most infuriating season. It was like really high and really low. Uh, and the entire reason I actually started watching the show was this season. So, uh, yeah, I will agree that Raish was the most, like, the, yeah, that's my entire thing about Raish. Um, Sophia and Professor Pig were, like, so good. They, like, were just so good. And when you found out that Sophia was, like, behind all of it, I, Josh, Josh said it would happen, and I was just sitting here like, they're not that smart. But they proved me wrong. So I was pleasantly surprised. Um, I was against uh, Jerome in the beginning, because I was like, the show doesn't need the Joker, whatever. Why does everybody love the Joker so much? But uh, obviously, Cameron Monaghan is, like, so charming and, like, just full of like oozing charisma. I just, I, this is like the first time I've actually had a crush on the Joker. That's how bad it's gotten. <laughs> like, Jeremiah is my everything. I just, I don't, my brain is like, why are you like this? And I'm like, I don't know. I didn't even like Heath Ledger's Joker as. Your body really is like, like, why are you Ledger's like this? <laughs> and. Uh, keep in mind, I have had a crush on Heath Ledger since I was, like, 11. So, that was, like, a whole thing. Um, and what they did with the plots were so good. Like, Jim will always be a constant issue. Um, Barbara will always be a constant issue. I liked what they did with Tabitha and Butch this season, even though they were... You know, just like thrown in there, and you're like, "Why should I care about this?" And I'm just like, "Well, I care about it, and they're giving me something to work with here." Uh, so clearly, it was pandering to me and not you. Uh, is somebody moving something? I think it's, I think it's Josh. Keep going. Oh. No, no, no. I, I was muted until like a second ago. I'm a <laughs> it was Justin all along. Yeah. Am I- <laughs> He might be taking care of his kid or something. I, I, I oh, okay. Okay. But, yeah, so... I really, I really, really, really liked this season. I really did. Except for all the clear... Clearly racially tone-deaf under and overtones mm-hmm. all over it. Other than that, it was... It was so good. It... After watching all the other seasons, I... I was, especially since they read with, they led with Raish, and what they did with him was like, eh. I was expecting more eh, and then like Sophia and Pig showed up, and Pig was so good. Sophia was so good. Then Jerome and Jeremiah happened, and I was just like, ah. And then they put Sophia in a coma, and like all the good plot that went with her. But thankfully, they brought Jerome and Jeremiah in there to, like, pick up the slack and kind of, like, not exactly smooth over all the crappy stuff that happened, but actually allow me to suffer through it to get more to more of that good stuff. Those are my final thoughts of the season. My final thoughts are, uh, I think that this started off as, like, the best season of the show. It was focused. It was ambitious. It was intriguing, 
and I think that it's this the season overall as a show overall is still inconsistent. I think that honestly, because I, I was kind of unsatisfied by the finale. Uh, not that I disliked it, but I, I was kind of mixed because like the, the the Jeremiah episode from a couple episodes really jazzed me to where it was going. And yeah, it, it kind of the plot kind of came down to we're gonna blow up a city, derp derp, and like I kind of felt that that, that was a little <laughs> that was a little unbecoming of of the potential that Jeremiah possessed. However, I think that the season overall sticks the landing because the Sophia thing was really uh, compelling. The pick stuff was actually the pick stuff was better than Matt Hatter stuff from last season. Um, yes. And I think that there was a lot, there was a ton of forward momentum. I think Riddler has been great this season. Um, I know that like we kind of went back and forth to how Bruce was, but I think that it was it was all in the long good for Bruce's characterization. I think that this show, this I think that season four did a lot of things right, but I think that near the end when they kind of doubled down on the Barbara and Ray stuff, that really held it back, and that kind of felt like Gotham at it, at Gotham at its more average batting average of worst. Um, so it's it's like so th- this show never does kind of like th- this sounds very pretentious and fanboy when you say but like it doesn't ever really do anything to kind of redeem whenever I don't like it from me, but it always has moments of of real cool stuff. But it's it's very much like like two sets forward, one set back kind of thing. Um, so I'm glad that like it's it's ending the next season because I I don't think I can do the whole well I love this one episode but all 21 episodes of the rest of the season are either are they good to okay to bad um, and it seems like they're they're so confident how they've been doing the show at this point that they're never they're not really going to change into like a certain way they're just going to kind of keep on doing what they're doing which means we're going to get one episode that's great a few episodes that are good a few episodes that are so so and a few episodes that are that are unwatchable. And I'm glad that like that's that's coming to an end, and I think that this season kind of represents the series as a whole. Um, there, there, you know, there was the best of times; it was the worst of times. Uh, this was probably this is either my favorite season or my second favorite one after the first. It, it's weird because like there's a lot of things I like about season one, but there's a lot of things about season one that like. Also, like, there's no season that I can, like, you know, say my feelings on without sounding schizophrenic. Because I, I also felt like the second season was such a big improvement over the first one. But then, like, it really, like, didn't land, like, well. Like, I thought after yeah. the Galavan stuff, it got goofy with, like, you know, with, with like, Strange and Peabody, like, crazy science experiments hour. Uh, as, as much as I've liked both of those actors. But this season... um. I like how they divided it up into, like, kind of three different arcs, as I was mentioning before. I loved the Sophia stuff, because I didn't know what was coming and what to expect, and it, you know, there was lots of good surprises. And the acting throughout the season was good. Like, the scene with Sean, uh, you know, listen back to that little intro that I did, and, like, the Sean Pertwee, when he talks to Bruce about, your father saved my life, you know, his friendship. There's, like, so many emotional moments with these characters, you know, that... I felt were done really, really well. Um, and, you know, for all the stupid stuff that I didn't like, like Lee Enigma, you know, there was... And Barbara and Roz, the weirdest uh. couplings of the show. Like, Davi Mazows, Cameron B. Kandova, like... So good. These, Yeah, these, these are good. Their chemistry. The actors on the show are good. And, and I'm a little biased towards this season, too, because, you know... Even though I've covered every single season for this podcast, this season 
I kind of like really, really stepped up my game. I was more on top of things. I I interviewed the cast five times this year. Um, I was more in touch with Fox and Warner Brothers than I have been in previous years. So I was a little more kind of invested in this season, which kind of, you know, gives me a little bit of bias for it. But I did think this was a step up from season three's like Alice Tech virus year, which. Uh, yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, like it's each season kind of has like a legacy where like you think of a season and like the first thing you think of is like some like when i think of season three the first thing i think of is oh yeah the alice tech virus i first thing i think of is the execution i think of galavan (laughs) barnes yeah (laughs) there's there's another thing that we're probably not going to get back to in 13 episodes um i liked the third version of ivy we have 13 episodes to recast her three more times um it would have been cool, No Man's Land style, if we would have seen her walking through Robinson Park, like, kind of staking out her claim there. And just, just film that scene, you know, when you film her other scenes earlier in the season. Uh, that would have been cool, but alas, uh, we, we had to waste time on man baths. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, But his wings, my though. On... <laughs> I hope that looks better next year. Ugh, same. They they look like someone like uh, took um, you know those curtains that you pull down but that aren't blinds, but it's like one single piece of fabric. Yes. That's what it looked like. They attached to his arms when he spread them out. I was like, "What is this? Why did you, you guys film this so close?" Also, like he had long hair. Like he was like like Francine Langstrom as opposed to Kirk Langstrom. <laughs> there, there, there's another thing that Don and I predicted in our. Fools episode. We we said like the man bat serum. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. Yep. All right, Dustin. What what are your like closing thoughts on season four? As if I had to guess. Closing thoughts. Um, it should have been canceled, but it wasn't. Wow. Um, I I will say this. I think that there was a little bit more in this season that I've enjoyed than the last season. I mean, season three was like. It was like it, it felt like there was somebody out back digging a hole every time I watched an episode, and the hole just got deeper, waiting for me to just drop dead and fall inside of it. This season, <laughs> sorry, no, no problem. This season, I mean, I think that like some of the Professor Pig stuff I thought was good. The stuff with Sof- Sophia Falcone, although I don't didn't appreciate the way they just knocked off Carmine Falcone for whatever for whatever reason they chose to do that. There were others. There were some other aspects of this season, like the Jeremiah stuff at the very end, um, the the actual closing moments, seeing that all the territories were broken up, just like No Man's Land. Only because I kept thinking to myself, the entire episode, man, they're just really just going off of this idea that they're going to blow the bridges, they're going to declare a No Man's Land, and that's going to be what they're meaning by the tie to No Man's Land. But the fact that they actually got to the territories, that was kind of cool. Because I I really do like that that storyline in comics, um, because it was one of the first major story arcs that I read in comics. So, like throwbacks to that, it was kind of cool. But there was plenty of stuff that I absolutely despised about this season. Um, but quite honestly, I don't think there was as much as the last season. I th- I just really kept thinking to myself, the one thing that I guess, and and this isn't this isn't just this season, but it, there's been times over the past. It started, I want to say, like in midway during season two. Like they, they started to go this route where they started to embrace this like horror aspect of the show, where like they're constantly slicing and dicing people, and the the murders are super gruesome. It was definitely and during the second even, half of season two. 
Yeah, and th- there's been points where like the blood squirts, but it hits the camera, and I hate that trope. What's uh, not trope, but like I hate when when they when when shows and movies do that because it's so stupid. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, like they started doing that. So it's it's not like it was this season, but they started doing it in season two. And honestly, like b- like from the very beginning, though, in this season, it felt like they just fully embraced it. And there were certain aspects that, like, I don't understand why they need to to do to do certain elements the way they do them. You know, why is it that they have to kill people as gruesomely as they do? Why is there this necessity to kill so many, like, random citizens or random passerbyers or whatever? Like, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But at the same time, it's one of those things where, like, you know, if they're clearly going a separate route than than I would have liked. I mean, the other problem is, like, I think ultimately it comes down to this. As a series as a whole, I was expecting or hoping for something very different than what it has become. And as a comic book fan, as a Batman mythos fan, as a continuity fan, this show is the worst representation of any of those things that you can imagine. I think the problem is, like, being someone who comes in from the comics expecting them to do some sort of like not not inter- like an inter- interpretation is too loose of a word because honestly like they are doing an interpretation is just in my opinion a very very bad interpretation but it's one of those things where like you know like coming into this we were we didn't know exactly what we were going to get out of Gotham and we weren't sure if it was going to be something like Gotham Central, if there were, the focus was going to be on Bruce Wayne since Bruce Wayne was part of the show. Um, are we going to see Bruce Wayne get to be Batman? Sure, we might end up, you know, we will probably see that next season. But at the same time, like, is it going to be earned? Did the show earn getting Batman in the collar? Is it just happening because it's happening? And honestly, these last couple seasons where like he puts on the suit at the end of the last season or he's standing on top of a building with his, uh, you know, his trench coat blustering in the wind, like a a cape, like it, it just feels like some of it is just forced because they're trying to get like, you know, the fan service moments where they can be like, here, we can plug this clip into a, uh, a preview and it'll get people to watch. And that's, that's the kind of stuff that just annoys me. And like, honestly, I'm not going to sit here and say that like I could come up with a better show set in the exact same time frame because honestly, the entire premise of the show said it where it is. It, it, it kind of puts themselves in a very weird predicament. This season, they kind of, like, in my opinion, they kind of like, forego some of that stuff and realize, you know what, it doesn't matter um, if this happens now. And obviously they've done that. They've done certain elements in past seasons, like last year, Mad Hatter exists and all of that. And they've had other elements too, but like, it just feels like this season, they just fully embrace the idea that these villains can exist and Batman doesn't have to be around. And to that, I applaud them. Um, Obviously it's, it's had its plus, it's had its, its downfalls, but I mean, like, Am I enjoying it? Not really. Um, I, I really wish that. I, I mean, I'm I'm actually in some ways glad to see the show get a finale, mostly because I'm hoping that that leads to something else, whether it be 
another live action Batman show or whether it be something. I don't think they can do a live action Batman show. But why can't they? It's easy to do. Like just put a guy in a costume and they did in the sixties. No, I I don't think that they can. Isn't it because because there's like Batman in the movies right now? They don't want to have a doubled up. Yeah, yeah. No, but I'm saying that's what I mean. Yes, yes, but I'm not seeing Batman. A Batman show. I'm just saying, like a Batman universe. It could be any character. They could focus on any character. Alfred, of course. On, I'm just saying, Aren't like they already anything. doing the Outsiders. No, I don't think so. Uh, or well, Titans they're, not doing or they're doing Titans, and that has Robin in it and Dick Grayson, and so obviously there'll be. Yeah, Titans are, aren't really a Batman thing, even though Robin's in it. They are kind of their own franchise, right? And I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't be opposed to someone taking a crack at some aspect of of Gotham. Like, if they want to spin a Nightwing show in Bloodhaven because they can't get the... They can't figure out how to make the Dick Grayson boy ward thing work, fine, let them do it. I mean, like, I, I just want to see something... That is oh, not the problem with that. It's not that hard. I think that you're, or, uh, what you said earlier is that like about like how we comic book fans have ideas of how this should have been. I think that uh, Bruno Heller and John Stevens came at this as like television guys. They they do Wikipedia article. They do Wikipedia searches on certain names, but like they're they don't come at this from like as like, as like Batman fans. Whereas with the Flash, you had Greg Berlanti, Andrew Kreisberg, and jo- Jeff Johns start from the ground up with, with an understanding of what the Flash was. I think we are kind of watching... Right, or, 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 yeah, or like people who came from writing comics go into writing TV shows. Arrow, it's just this yeah. show doesn't seem to have anybody behind the scenes that is really enthralled with the... like being a fan of these characters. It's just like, it's cool to work on a Batman property, so that's why we're here. Yeah. That's the only aspect I feel like. I don't feel like anybody's super like... like there's plenty of people like, and, and I and I agree. It's definitely it's very different. I mean, like with with the other shows, um, you know, with Arrow and Flash, they had people attached to those series that either came from comics or were fans of the characters before. And the thing is, like, it just feels like this. They were just trying to make a show that could be successful because of the properties that it's attached to. And they just happen to pitch the right story to get the green light. So, well, and Gotham Central was a very popular thing too. Well, I, I say if you're going to do a live action Batman show, we have a character and an actress available right now. We could do Barbara Keane the spinoff. I will kill you. I will kill you. Everyone you care about. On that but note, you- this is the end of the Gotham Chronicle. <laughs> <laughs> With you being eaten alive. <laughs> yeah um yeah uh so over the obviously we have a while until we come back for season five so the plan is but you know best laid plans is that we'll we'd like to do some special episodes um in the interim we've been wanting to do ben mckenzie origins the oc commentary for a while we got we got those gotham tie-in books there's uh some interviews possibly in the works so and top 10 lists <laughs> possibly a 100th episode that might be very very Are special we still over the summer it's 100 yet like we're, right the, the, this is like episode 96 or 95 yeah uh so we're we're, we're getting closer so but uh anyway uh to lead us out on, i guess it just depends on how many specials you aim for before uh the next one this episode is episode 96 so well, we have three yeah. specials. Plus three specials that. for that. All right. So until next time, 
until until year five, actually. Year five, folks. Here we go. See this you in is hell. Josh. This is Don. This is Jan. And this is Dustin. And you are still listening to the Gotham Chronicle podcast. Take us away, Gordon and Bruce. The light. You're basically daring whatever's out there to come after you. Let them come. There are still good people out there. They need to know we're here. Willing to fight. I remember the night we met. He told me the world may seem dark. There is light. Looking over the skyline of the city. Loud, quiet nights in the midst of crime. Next door to happiness lives sorrow. And signals of solution in the sky. A city of justice. A city of love. A city of peace for every one of us. We all need it. Can't live without it. Gotham City. Oh, yeah. Why a long face, Bruce? Selina and Alfred are not near. I told him that I'd stay right here. From this city, I cannot go. Cause I'm gonna be the city's hero A city of butlers A city of brats A city of boys Who grow up to be bats It's my destiny I will fulfill it Gotham City Oh yeah Barbara and the Sirens are singing it too. The city of women without any men. The white chromosomes are all gonna be cleansed. We don't need them, we'll live without them. Siren City, oh yeah. They're even singing it over in the Narrows, Bruce. A city of daggers! A city of dogs! If I can't happily, then we both will drop! We are bleeding! Can't live much longer! Gotham City! Oh yeah! Well, 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 what do we have here? Penguin said to fix them. What should I do? A city of monsters, a city of men. I will bring these two back to life again. I miss Peabody. Can't live without her. Science City. Man. Alan and Montoya and Harvey can sing it too. 
Seriously? They're, they're still not here? For crying out loud, it's been years. This is no man's land. Alan and Montoya and Harvey Dent are not even going to show up. Alright, whatever. Hey, who the heck are you? What are you doing up here during my song? Calm down, don't yell, JCPD and shoot me. Uh, my name is Josh Bertoni. I've been podcasting about you and all of your adventures for the past four years. Oh, yeah. You're the one who always calls me homeless cop. Well, <laughs> yeah, that is me. You make me sound like such a raving lunatic with a gravelly voice. Yeah, don't know where I get all that from, but... You know, I just wanted to stop by to say that uh, my friends and I, we've all enjoyed podcasting about you, and we can't wait to see what you guys do with Season 5 and No Man's Land. A podcast that's goofy, more often than not. A podcast about a homeless cop. I do it with my friends. I really love it. Gotham Chronicle Podcast. And I've brought some friends on this rooftop too. Friends that have helped me podcast about you and all of your GCPD friends for the past four years. I want to thank everyone who made this season of Gotham Chronicle and all the seasons before it a great one. It's been a fun year. Lots of craziness. Lots of songs. Lots of interviews. Lots of joy. Donovan, You've been with me from the beginning, despite the show doing its best to drive you away. I can't imagine how these past few years would have been without you. My Gotham experience would be incomplete without you in it. A city of betrayal, a city of pain. Oh God, oh why am I watching this again? I don't need it, I'll live without it. Gotham Chronicle! Oh, why? Jan, you did it. You completed your first year of the podcast. Little did I know that you were the missing ingredient that the show needed. You've added so much to this podcast, and it's a much better podcast for having you in it. A city that hates me, what's with Lee's glove? A city that hurts the characters I love Alvarez is alive, my ship is gone Gotham Chronicle, one season down Dustin, thank you for giving the Gotham Chronicle its home There wouldn't be a Gotham Chronicle podcast without you So everyone blame Dustin and not only Gotham Chronicle, but the BatmanUniverse.net itself celebrating 10 years, Comicast celebrating 250 episodes, some great accomplishments. Thanks for being here for the season finale again, Dustin. City of justice, city of love, city of peace for every one of us. Ben, thank you for sending in your contributions to the show this year. And thanks for accompanying me to two separate interview sessions for Gothamcast at two separate conventions. You did great work and created some great funny moments with the cast members. Proud of you for all the work that you've been doing. A city of justice, a city of love, a city of peace 
for every one of us. Stella, 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 one of my dearest friends. Thank you for coming on again for the season finale. We really miss you on this show, but your legacy lives on in all of your predictions that have come true. You helped launch the show into something great, and this episode is a lot better because you're on it. A city of justice, a city of love, a city of peace for every one of us. John Wilson. It's become a new tradition that you come on for the Gotham Chronicle April Fool's episodes. There's a few different things I could say right now that would be touching like with everyone else or make you smile. But I think that what would make you the happiest is if I would plug your podcast right here. So everyone, listen to John's show, Make Ours Marvel, every Friday on iTunes. A city of justice, a city of love, a city of peace. For every one of us. And now, once more, for old time's sakes, with R. Kelly. The city of justice. Yeah, yeah, justice. No. I said peace. Every one of us. Homeless, homeless cop. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Season 4 of the Gotham Chronicle Podcast. So until next time, I'm Josh. This is Donovan. This is Jan. And this is Dustin. This has been Ben. This is Stella. I am John Wilson. And this is Ed. And you've been listening to Year 4 of the Gotham Chronicle Podcast. for season five.